Welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm here with Gareth Cummins. <laughs> Today we are talking about our favourite TV themes. Mm. We've been talking about this for a while and our, a lot of the people on Patreon have asked us for this. Yeah. Specifically. So um It might be for them first. One thing I'll say about this playlist is we've only one car- 80s cartoon on the whole thing. Mm. And I think that could lead to a separate one for just cartoons because when I when I broke them all down, I had like a list of maybe twenty shortlisted and loads of my cartoons. But when it came to my favorite ones, they were the action shows. Yeah, I don't, I, when I think of TV theme songs, I don't really think of cartoons. Yeah, so that's probably a separate one. Yeah, yeah. even though I've picked my favorite one mm. in this somewhere, people would be surprised that it's not Jason the Wheelbarrow, but it's not. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not. No, what it's, is at, it? it's at the very end. We'll talk about that later. All right. Okay. But um, ah, TV themes, man. Mm. They are so good. This to me, I think that TV theme songs and like uh, TV theme songs and ads on television, commercials, I think are more the soundtrack to my youth than actual music. You will think about this, right? Sometimes we would be listening to these songs five times a week. Mm. So that's pretty big. That's pretty big, like in terms of what you're listening to. And because these are running for years, you still listen to them four four years later. They haven't been like, I remember when Mr. Bombastic came yeah. out, I was like, oh, deadly song. Yeah. And any Levi's thing, you listen to that for a few months, that's yeah. gone again. These stay. Yeah. You're still listening to them every week. Yeah, this is... Horned into the psyche. Yeah, they, they hurt after a while, but like, I don't think there's anything... I didn't pick anyone that I couldn't listen to twice today. No, and I didn't pick anyone... Like, it, do you know what? This was a really difficult one to, pick, to put down the six. So instantly, I did a thing we always do, go, volume two yeah. was coming. Oh, yeah, do absolutely. volume two. Well, like, I, got in, I got into... I very much got into a rush... We're making these, and I stayed in a particular area. So one thing I'll say is, I know from listening to this podcast, you picked kind of the retroy classical yeah. ones, and I picked almost all eighty cent. Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, and nobody yeah, yeah. in the world yeah. is surprised. I mean, yeah. especially people that know me are not surprised by that at all. I didn't pick it that way. It's just how it turned out. It's just out. the way I fell. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really. Very, very, this very much, but I don't care. These are my favorite, and they're my favorite reason. I'll talk about them because of that. Right. So, um, without further ado, who's A- your first? Adios. <laughs> without further who's your, adios, who's your first one? I picked Hawaii Five O. Yeah, it's great. Uh, by The Ventures, we're the performing band. It it's was, strange enough, I never really watched this show. I, I, it's exactly what I was about to say. I couldn't tell you what Hawaii Five O was no. about. Couldn't I like the you. song though. The song's unreal. It's great. Unreal. I think this was a little bit before our time. Uh, well, a lot of them. That we no, picked, well. like they, they were on. Like Hawaii Five O was one hundred percent on when I was a young fellow. It was definitely on. Yeah. Like my my old man's entire identity is based upon Hawaii Hawaii Five O. <laughs> he does the and, shorts. You're saying yeah, he does the shorts and fucking all that Don Johnson and Magnum yeah. PI show. And that's my entire, my dad's entire life is based around this era of television. Yeah. But uh, for you, for me and me, Hawaii Five O yeah. was a little bit as well as that. That was more an American kids. Very people much. our age. Mm-hmm. In their mid late thirties, would have watched that. But us, Hoi Five O wasn't huge in Ireland and England. I don't think so. Maybe England, not. It's Ireland. just a song. It's brilliant. The fucking song yeah, is just now. This was performed by the Avengers, but it was written by a guy called uh, Martin Stevens. He was like a famous American film score composer that they convinced to come and make the write a theme song for a TV show. Um, the Avengers themselves are were were kind of weird. They were. Surf is the wrong word, even though it sounds surfy. They're, they're just a, a guitar band. Yeah. Is what they're. They're a rock band, essentially. Um, but they were one of the first bands to kind of popularize the electric guitar in America. 
um, there wasn't that many bands doing the rounds with electric guitars before the Ventures. Now, the Ventures, I think there's one guy left. Alive? Yeah, Ooh. from the Ventures. And they still, uh, they're huge in Japan. They are fucking huge. They still play in Japan to this day. Um, they just took off over there. I don't. I couldn't tell you. You can't ever really pinpoint no. why something gets here could in Japan be from the West, really, can you? <coughs> you it, it could be anything when it's it comes mad. to Asia. It's they love mad. jazz. Yeah, it's batshit mad. I don't understand it. They but love jazz and wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love wrestling. Love. They love uh, tentacle porn. But they that's do. theirs. That's I love theirs. tentacle porn, but no, I don't. It's slimy. I've never seen it. It looks slime. Have you not seen Uttarasuka Doji, Legend of the Overfiend? No. Have you oh, I've seen Legend of the Overfiend, yeah, yeah. They um, love those big slimy cocks. I'm mad into that. Um, <laughs> that's because they're not allowed show cocks, so they use tentacles instead, isn't that's it? That's it, yeah. yeah. Not allowed. You can have everything else except actual boxes. Must be weird if you're with a Japanese girl and it's not all blurred out. Imagine. What's it look like? It's a regular, probably. I reckon, yeah. 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 No but one knows. Weird if in real life it's not blurred. OERL, it's not blurred. <laughs> it's not pixelated in real life. Must be life. strange for them for the first time to see when it's not blurred. The first time they actually take a look yeah. at their own. Whoa, that's a real one. Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Mine's wrong. That's, you know what I mean? How Mine's supposed to be made up of four different coloured boxes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Random kind of uh, <laughs> flesh coloured boxes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Hawaii Five Out, the song itself is just, it's iconic. It's fucking iconic. We're probably going to end up saying the word iconic a lot in this. Legendary, iconic. Yeah. It's Quintessential. Uh, yeah, the, the, the adventures themselves, um, I think they they ran through about 25 members in, in their years. That name sounds really familiar. The Ventures? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I, 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 they had a bunch of other songs. Um, none of them, like they, they had big songs, but nothing compared to this. Like this is, and it's not even really their song, that's what hurts. Um, they sold over 100 million records in their career, which is a Jesus. lot. A lot. 100 million? 100 million records in their career, yeah. The Ventures. Really? Yeah. That's Japan for you? Yeah. Yep. Now, hang on. Someone sold 100 million and I haven't really, really... 100 million, yeah. But because they're not... They're not relevant, like... The only per- people I know that would sell 100 million copies, and I don't think I would know... Them that wouldn't is, be copies is, of one. That's, is, like, records know, in their career. Still, would be, like, a Latino artist that Quite just possibly. simply wouldn't have come over here but are... Jesus, you could make your entire... You could live so happily yeah. just in Mexico yeah. or Nicaragua. Nicaragua? Yeah. What? No. I don't know. Where did That's that, South America. It's real bad geography. Yeah. Is it? No. Yeah. Is it? Nicaragua is... Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Grant. Jesus, I, thought, I just thought I fucking shit the bed on the Atlas there. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. South America. Um, yeah, you, you, this song is, is a huge fucking song, but listen, we have to, we have to move on because we're, we're tight on time something. Yeah. But... um. The Ventures, Hawaii Five O. The the TV show couldn't tell you. I I I'm yeah. assuming Five O means cops. It's set in Hawaii. <laughs> like I have to guess Bravo. it's about the police in Hawaii. <laughs> so I'd, I'd venture that it's definitely adventure ah! that it's definitely a sort of uh, localized cop show. The same way I was about to say. It Wasn't Magnum set in, in Hawaii as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, was, so, so was or Honolulu was that the same place? Uh, oh, I'm no, so bad at geography. No. My geography is showing no. up. Shocking. Well, I'm sure you. Well, we do have a big map that we're going to use. Oh, who's your next one? My first one is uh, the Airwolf team. Oh yeah. Now a lot of people mistaken this for Rick Patterson because he's a producer because he's written down a lot of um, as a lot of uh, lists as the artist. No, mm. it's Sylvester Levey, who is a Grammy award winning. Uh, Yugoslavian really uh, pr- uh, con- uh, composer do you remember when Yugoslavia was a thing well that's what, that's what that's, this, this has come up a few times he was from Subotica or Subotica which is now Serbia so that was broken up obviously yeah um, he is he looks look at a picture of this guy lads just, just google Sylvester Levey and tell me he doesn't look like the soundest cunt I ever lived he just you know some people have a sound face yeah 
he looks like the soundest lad. He looks like a music teacher. Hmm. The soundest music teacher ever. But um, he did the music for Scarface, Flashdance. Really? Stallone Cobra. Mannequin. Cobra. Mannequin. He also worked with Tangerine Dream, which oh, are one of my favourite synth yeah. bands. Uh, on, on, a, as well. on a soundtrack of uh, 3 O'Clock High. Sorcerer. A movie, a movie I've Is never seen. Sorcerer the name of the movie, The Tangerine Dream, done the... Uh, They've done so many, man. They're, they're just... They're, their music is ridiculous. But um, he's also comp- comp- uh, composed songs for Elton John. The Grammy he won was for a pop song called Fly Robin Fly for a German disco band called Silver Convention. What a name. I've never heard of them, and I don't know that song. Um, he, Like I said, he looks like the absolute soundest man alive. The Airwolf team is one of my favourites. That's why it's, it's first, first on my list. Unstoppable synth. Yeah. And then a yeah. pitch up. Yeah. It's so good, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Airwolf is a show I did watch. It was one of those ones that... Oh, it was it was a little bit late for me, so they were only shown reruns, and they were sparsely spaced out reruns. Yeah. I never could figure out what time they were showing Airwolf. It might have been, do you know, what it might have been around dinner time on Saturday, where I couldn't get to watch it probably because I was yeah. having dinner or something like that. But anytime Airwolf was on, obviously there's movies as well of Airwolf as well. Yeah. Um, but the team from Airwolf is it's got to be. Is Airwolf John Michael fucking? Yeah, yeah, Vincent, yeah, yeah. John Michael, Vin- no, yeah. fucking John Michelle Jarre, fucking yeah, hell, yeah. it's all gone I so synthy. Yeah. Gene Michael Vincent, is that his name? G- the one they slagged in Rick and Morty a lot. Yes, yes, that guy, him. that's him, yeah. yeah. He hit hard John times. Michael Vincent is John Michael Vincent. <laughs> yeah. in. Is it Vincent? It I is. don't know. Let's don't call know. it Vincent. Yeah, um, Jesus, Airwolf is fucking fantastic. Uh, the movies are all right as Despite well. Despite not knowing what your man's name is. Like, no, I don't care. I was a kid. It was years you ago. See, you see it written down a hundred times a month. Yeah. Or whatever. And you don't really... It doesn't go in. Yeah, because to me... If you remember something like that, you'll forget something important. Yeah. Listen, this is the night, this beat out Knight Rider for me. Knight Rider was there, but I had to go with Airwolf because helicopters are cooler than cars. They are. And if I, to be honest with you, when I'm thinking about Knight Rider, I'm just thinking of that, that fucking Buster Rhymes fired up song. I just don't give a fuck. Once I hear that song, that Buster Rhymes song, I don't give a fuck about actual Knight Rider anymore. No, absolutely. It's over. Knight Rider, if you go back and watch it, is an awful television show. That's horrific. It's just terrible. But Airwolf, I still think, I mean, at the end of the day, right, an attack chopper, you're always going to win. A fucking gunship. All he could do was drive himself. <laughs> Let's be fucking he's got, honest. He's got a few bombs. He's got a few oil slicks around the back <sighs> if you're being chased. You, you never see fucking Michael uh, refilling the tank. Michael the, Knight. Yeah. You never see and him like, spilling, like, right? refilling yeah. fucking the oil. Or, you see him refilling his face with burgers. Yeah. Locked. <laughs> yeah, locked, smashed. Or refilling his uh, fucking bank with German singles. Yeah. Anyway, listen. Airwolf is an absolute banger. It Everyone is. knows that. And if you don't know it, oh Jesus, quick, stop this right now and listen to it. Uh, who's your next one? My next one is uh, Nerve Herder. And it's the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme song. I have the softest spot in me soul. I don't, I don't know if I like this. Really? And I'll tell you why. Why? Musically, to me, on a bass level, sounds very good. But unfortunately, I link it to the fact that I have to turn the television off or change the station because an episode of Buffy is about to come on. Yeah. See, I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I yeah. fucking loved that Again, show. Again, it's one of those things I can't rag on because everyone loves it so much and there must be something in there for people. I don't like it. I never, ever well, liked th- it. Think, think about it. You know what? Oh, sorry, I love that creepy episode where all the tall men... Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, You have to think, think of it from my, my, my point here, right? I, I, what fucking age is I when this came out? 14? 
13, 14, 15, something like that. Early enough teens. You've got a television show that has monsters in it, right? It's got fucking punk rock music for an intro. It is a good theme. No, and, it is. It just reminds only me that, that I need to change the channel. Not only that, better. it has fucking smashing mots on it. Smashing mots in this television show. Right, so I'm like I'm getting all of my field groups out of this television show. They were very facially symmetrical girls, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you're getting mad hot boards. You're getting fucking cool double hard fellas like Angel and fucking Spike and all. Yeah, it is doing. a bit Monster Squaddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you're getting like fucking actual werewolves and yetis and fucking bullshit. And, and, then, then, and it, then that lad, what's his name, who didn't do anything? What's his name? Xander. Xander, who was supposed we're, to. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about we're him. We're not allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about him a little bit? No. No, no, we can't. We can't oh, talk about okay. him. He's bad man. He is a bad man. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. We um, were supposed to work with him. We were we supposed did, to do. We, we couldn't. Yeah, we were realize. supposed to do an event. We did. We did a quick search. We literally, within ten seconds of putting his name in. Oh no, oh, we can't. No, we can't do. No, no, no we're no, busy that night. No, no, no. And then I'll sound the great until uh, great. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyway, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Go on, fucking yeah. hell. But this song, I love this song. No, it is a good team. I actually used to DJ. You probably played DJ a lot. Mm. I DJ a lot when it was. Uh, yeah, I think I had to actually buy the. C- I had. To, I had to fucking buy the CD. Of this. Now, what I'll say about. Well, I'm not entirely sure whether the one on this playlist is the real one. The actual official soundtrack for the Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, show isn't. It's listed, but it's greyed out, so there's some sort of licensing issue. This is, this is, first of all, you're right. That's going to happen a lot with this because mm. there's only maybe one or two iterations of the songs on, um, iterations is the right word? Yeah. Uh, versions of the songs, and it's very hard to pull them. We got the ones we wanted, yeah. but not, they, they weren't might, always the versions. They might not be the original. And some OG of them ones. are not even listed as the right artist. They're mm. listed as best TV songs mm. as the artist, and the album is also best TV themes. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll name them properly here, yeah. but, um, yeah. Yeah, but, but the time you, like, realistically, in six months' time, you could go to listen to this playlist and half these are missing again. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's yeah. just the, the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, but the band were called Nerf Herder. Uh, Nerf Herder were like a, uh, kind of a punk band. The punk band is California, the wrong word. Gotta be California. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Santa Barbara. Um, that formed in 1990. Was there a song of this? Were they a singy band? Their most famous song is not this. Their most famous song is called Van Halen. And it's a song about Van Halen. It's very good. Good. It's very, very good. Yeah. Um, but was there a, like, a, what, some of mine have vocal versions. I don't think so. Themes. I don't think There's so. There's no vocal versions. I, I, like, I could be wrong. Buffy. Oh, me, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't, I never heard a vocal version if there is one. Um, never heard they were like a, they called themselves like geek rock or fucking nerdcore, oh, yeah. you know, like all the songs were about Star Wars and that type of bullshit. That's all right. You know, it's fine. It's, I, it's, if, if they were singing about shit I knew, not like, he had a girl at high school. Yeah. Even though this, I mean, is, does, does even though this song is about, this song is about a girl in high school. Yeah. Um, the band themselves, Nerf Herder, uh, appeared on the television show uh, a few times. They were the, if, if oh, you remember, right. if you remember the, sh- the show, they used to go to a club called The Bronze, which is where they'd fucking drink orange juice. And they'd have bands. like famous enough bands playing yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Nerf Herder were the last band to play The Bronze on the TV show. Uh, the singer's a guy called Parry, Parry Grip is his name. Parry Grip. Parry Grip. What a fucking name. It sounds like a wrestling maneuver. Like he blocked his grip. He parried yeah. his grip. Parry ner- grip. Nerf Herder sounds more like a realistic name for a person than Parry Grip. Yeah, well, Parry Grip is good. It's, yeah, like it's judo, a judo move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, ner- Nerf Herder comes from Star Wars. It's what uh, Leia calls Han Solo. Oh, that's you right. You still look at Nerf Herder. Um, that's where the name comes from. So the singer Parry, he's f- famous in his own right for writing theme songs for kids' television shows. So he's written... Uh, like Buffy. 
Yeah, but even like Buffy would have been when he was a kid. I think uh, Josh Whedon, who made Buffy, was just a big fan of this band. Yeah. I don't know. And he got them to have a crack at this theme song. I, I don't even know if they actually wrote the song and I, it was given to them. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I know they perform it. And if you bought the single or the album, they're playing it. Um, I can't even figure out what annoys me about Buffy. Is it the ridiculously ga- ha- hammy acting? Yeah. I think I know what it is, right? The vampires all have faces that look like a normal face with clay put on it, yeah. except then someone got their hand and just rubbed it upwards. That's all, yeah. Rubbed it upwards so everything just looks yeah. up. And it looks like they've got those fake uh, glow-in-the-dark teeth from the pound shop. They, they have a weird... I'm going to steal one of your chewing gums. That That's all right. First um, cause I'm, I'm, I'm drinking water again. I'm still not drinking gargles. Yeah, get, is, get into the crack, will you? Yeah. Slag something. I know. Talk Wait, about Jip or, or fucked-up nipples. Give me a minute. Yeah, Buffy, listen, everyone I know in the world likes Buffy. I don't know a single other person in the world that doesn't like it. I'm on my own on this one. I remember, I have a funny story about Buffy, right? My mother, I get soft so I sound like a real person again. You see, it's so cold. Do you know what's what about these days, right? Especially in my car. I have chewing gum in my car. Mm. And I forget that it's been sitting in the cold for ages and I throw it to my mouth. You break a tooth. Yeah, easy. So, <laughs> my mother, the, the only holiday she ever went on in her entire life, she went to Chicago. Chicago. If she's exactly, your I was about to say. My if mother she's, she's went an Irish to woman. Chicago. Chicago. Right? <laughs> so she didn't even really know where Chicago was, that it was in America or anything. She had a friend who moved from Dublin oh, I've, to I've, Chicago I've loved my mom, way back. Yeah, right? yeah. So she finally got, like, did uh, this woman had settled down, had a house and a job and whatever the fuck it was. And so I bet her son was in either the fire brigade or cops or something like that. More than likely. It's always the way. More than likely. But she invited my mother and her sister-in-law to come over because they all grew up together. So like, come on over to fucking Chicago. I'll show you the bars and all this kind of shit, you know. My mother doesn't even drink. But she went over. So I'd obviously... I, you as a son, I find that hard to believe. But I never, like... Yeah, well, she maybe used to drink back then, but not much. But Did I drink? Sometimes. My dad, my dad drinks absolute poison, though. Like really? the Tesco Value Vodka. My Tesco dad cider. never drinks, and my mom doesn't really drink that much. It's weird that... Uh, that you're such a fucking Let's say me like. and all my sisters are such gargling. Gargling. hard gargling. <laughs> yeah. It never was a thing in my yeah. family. Yeah, it me was too. never, me ever. Gar- do you remember gargling under your gaff? No. Never. No. I never do. Honestly. The Chris, time, Christmas. Me, me, me dad used to drink fucking cider sometimes, but that's, yeah. I think that's just because, like, what kind of poison are you talking about? Like gut rot shit. Oh, the worst. Like Tesco Value Vodka. Oh, the, and the, Coke. the real gut rot. Oh, the stuff that makes you cry. I drank it once and cried. I'm not an emotional person whatsoever. <laughs> and one night, one night with me and my missus were staying uh, rather than my gaff. Um, I was living with my parents this was years and years ago. I just ago. remember we are talking about kind of 80 stuff better throwing the smiley bars there. Yeah, yeah. Stinger bars. Stinger bars. People yes, want this, back, people want this content. Um, yeah, I pulled out a bottle of my dad's Tesco Value Vodka and uh, we drank a bottle of it, the two of us, which to be fair for two people is not the end of the world. It wasn't a litre bottle, it was like a 70 CL bottle. Yeah, yeah, drank yeah. It. And honest to God, about three hours into it, fucking bawling, crying over the, all this shit. I don't remember the last time I cried. I was probably like born, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like born screaming and then not crying for years oh. and then the vodka happens and I have the night of crying over fucking him, which I love my dog or something. You know I what I mean? I can tell you the last time I cried. Yeah. Today. Really? So I someone took up a video and I knew the second I clicked it, don't click these videos. What was it? It was a guy who rang up a radio station, an old man who had no friends, and he goes, All I want is for someone to drop over uh, a Christmas tree to me, Gaff. Really? I went, Don't click this, Paul. I clicked it, and instead, what the radio station did was they got a load of people from the community to come around and have Christmas dinner with him, and he instantly cracked. And I went, Fuck 
Not this that's what kills me. Yeah. Little tear just yeah. crept in the corner. I just stopped the video and I went, no. I can't do it. So my L one, my mother, goes to Chicago. <laughs> so she rings me. We still ha- we haven't even got to Chicago. His name was Victor or something. Go on. Oh, of course it was. It was a great Victor, name. If I, have a, if I have a son, I'm going to call him Victor. And, and, he, and he fucking, you know, whatever about the English army, probably in the English army. Probably. Probably saved that country. You know, yeah. like, you probably know. killed it out of us. Doesn't matter. He's sad out like. Doesn't matter. I was thinking Germans would be alright. It could have been us. Yeah, it definitely was us. Fuck that lonely cunt stationed up north or something, doing damage. Go on. Uh, so uh, my ma gets to Chicago, and she rings me, and she's like, "Listen, it's bleed mad over here. Like there's shops everywhere. It's cold, isn't it? Uh, the windy city. I don't know. I've been to Chicago. It wasn't winter. Last time I was in Chicago was a uh, Paddy's Day, and it was mayhem. Oh, mayhem. And um, uh, she says, "Listen, this, the place is fucking mad over here. Like the shops are open, like all the time. Nothing closes." Like, everyone's fat because they won't stop eating. So do you want that? And they eat, they eat, they, like, think about American eating. Not only do they eat, they eat stuff that the government allow shite to be put into. Yeah, Dirt. The, 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 I believe there's laws. sugar, syrup, yeah, yeah, glucose, the, fructose, shite. Yeah, I think, I think you can say, you can sell anything as food in America once it says uh, not suitable for human consumption. Like, you could say, like, tasty bar, and at the back of it says not suitable for human consumption. It's, you know, let the buyer beware, you know? Anyway. Um, so she rings me, she says, do you want that? And it was around this time that Quake was due Oh. Right? What a game. Yeah. So the I was Gothi fucking... The Doom. Yeah. The so Gothi I had Doom. With Nine Inch Nails soundtrack. Yeah. Right? Was he not the only one? Did he do the first one? Yeah. As well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had fucking... I had a big heavy set of balls on me at this stage. I'm like, listen, ma, you have to get me a Quake. I want Quake. And she goes, what is that? I said, just go into a computer shop. Because I knew it was out in America, but it wasn't out in fucking Europe yet. You are going to have the lads yeah. around in your gap exactly. every day. 100%. We're going to have a LAN party. right? <laughs> they were great. Man. Yeah, exactly. So we said, listen, oh, I want 80s. Quake. Sorry. Yeah, it was 1995 <laughs> or something, 1996. I don't know what fucking year it was. So, yeah, I was still in school. So I said, I want, I want uh, Quake. I want uh, some Star Wars stuff. Because I think the Phantom Menace was due to be out around about that time oh, as well. Oh, we were so hopeful. Yeah. Oh, little yeah. did we know. Little did we know. So <laughs> I, I'll never forget the day she came home, lads. I could write a book about what she brought home, right? This is, I've made some mind that I went to like secondary school with, that if I see them to this day, they'll, they'll always go, just tell, tell us a story again, but watch your ma brought home from America, right? Every fucking time I see them, I might not see them for 10 years, and the first thing to say, tell us again. I'm already excited. Tell about us this. again about what your ma brought home from America. So I'll never forget, she came home, I fucking left school early, fucking legged at home because I'm expecting like you know a suitcase full of shit you know what I mean but someone that come back from America well, those horrible Twinkies that we now know are know. disgusting just yeah Mike and Oikes and nerds but and, yeah. all that but you know in the middle of that is a co- big the big giant copy the, remember the PC boxes yeah. of games you oh yeah a, yeah you had a quake yeah, exactly. in the middle there right on two floppy disks wait you hear three, this three floppy disks so what she she comes home and she's all like you know talking Sorry, and telling CD us about it surely Telling, telling us about America and I'm sitting there just fucking bursting out with me. I was like, shut up, ma. Shut up and give me give the me stuff. The give me the fucking all the clobber that I asked for. Because I asked her, oh, what was I oh, yeah. Also, yeah, okay, we'll get to that in a second. So, <laughs> she pulls out this big bag out of her suitcase. She goes, that's for you. And I'm yeah. like, so we fucking tear it apart, you know? Yeah. And everything kind of, instantly, my brain just goes, what the fuck's this like? So, what there is, just, just, there's a CD, like a CD-ROM in like just a floppy sleeve yeah. that just says Quake on it, right? <laughs> and I'm like, ma, what? Where's the like the box and all that? It was burnt on Nero. <laughs> a burnt Nero copy. <clears throat> Remember them? 
with no so, with no serial yeah. number on it. So I'm like, where's the where's the box and all? She goes, you won't believe Garrett what happened. So what do you mean what happened? She goes, they're free in America. So what do you mean? Quake is free in America. I'm there. What do you mean it's free in America, man? So I pick up the CD ROM, looking at it again. It's a demo. It's a fucking demo. She went in, and there's ads everywhere for Quake, and they've got on the counter. They just had like CD ROMs, Quake demo, like the first level. No, and that's what she gave me, right? No. So my, my mass stupid, right? I love my own. She's stupid, right? She's not sharp. God love her, right? Hang on a minute. That's mean. But go on. It was true. We'll get her on the podcast something. And uh, so. If you get a whole family, you get your whole family. Stop, I think got sick of me about there thinking about it. Oh, God. So she hands me the Quake demo. So I'm like, ma, I'm fucking in the bin, first of all, right? Because they, they gave that away last week with PC Live, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I had it already. I had it already. I played the first level. So I fucked it in the bin. She was like, okay, yeah. Uh, so what else did you ask me for? I said, well, I wanted, a, I wanted a, like a Buffy action figure, right? I wanted a Buffy action figure. She was like, oh, yeah, I, got, I, got, I definitely got that for you. She pulls out this box. Now, this box was about a foot tall. Right, and it's she hands it to me. That's the biggest action figure I ever saw. And I turn it around the face like the clear plastic, and it's a Cindy doll. What? There was a Buffy Cindy doll that they released. Right, not a fucking oh, cool action like, figure. It's like Cindy dressed. Cindy as dressed Buffy. up as Buffy. Right. <laughs> so I'm standing there, it's like, ma, that's for girls, ma. Malibu Just, Buffy. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like. So I'm like looking at this fucking this Buffy Cindy. Like I still have it. It's in the attic at home, back in her house. So I'm looking at that. So that gets fucked onto the floor. And so what else did you get me? She got me a... She got, I got a new wallet with a chain on it. Well, the wallet, lad, was so small, <laughs> right, that you couldn't put your, your little, your fucking, your Euro Pass ATM card. It wouldn't fit into it. You couldn't put a pog in it. Like, I'm going very card, But cards didn't fit. I don't know whether American cards at the time are smaller than Why, European ones. What did you need cards for at that age? No, because you had your little uh, your student pass card. Uh, Do you remember these? Yeah. The minute you, library cards. The minute you hit like 16, they yeah, give you one, you know, and library. you thought you were cool, yeah. throwing your money into your, into your wallet. So the, that wallet went in the bin because cards wouldn't fit into it, right? And that was the only reason to have a fucking wallet. <laughs> did your ma go to the American Michael Goines? She and she wasn't too far off. I remember she got me this like hologram, she got me this, she got me this hologram Star Wars keychain, like key fob type of thing, you know, for you. And lads, it was so big, it wouldn't fit in your pocket. Right? So that went into the bin as well. It was huge. It was like a beer mat. So, and it was plastic with a hologram on the inside of it. That went into the bin. So at this stage, I'm just fucking depressed. And she goes, oh, I got you a Star Wars poster. So they're all right, cool. So, uh, <laughs> she hands me this fucking rolled up thing, you know, hands it to me. So I'm like, right, where's the thumbtacks? I put it on my wall, I put my kill Star Wars poster on the wall, and I start unrolling it. And I wouldn't stop unrolling. It was wrapping paper. <laughs> It was wrapping paper that just had this repetitive image of C-3PO and R2-D2 all over it. It was wrapping paper she thought it was poster. Every single thing she got me was wrong. So, <laughs> every, every single that thing was wrong. That is such a mad yeah. thing to do. Yeah, she's just buying shy. He like that, fuck like that, he like that, he like that. I, I like, may have mentioned this before, but I was a massive Knight Rider fan. Hmm. I think I've talked about this now, but... I remember the first time, and this was a very eye-opening experience for me, and in no way a disparaging comment to my parents, but I said, up in the shop, they have the new Matchbox figures, and Matchbox had just signed on to get Knight Riders. Mm. So I said, all I want, mm. just bring it back. Please, please, it's all I want. And I was like, didn't ask for anything else that week, didn't even want to go, I want fucking crispy pancakes, yeah. nothing. So she brought back crispy this, pancakes. this blue... Sort of Corvette car. What? 
That's not a Knight Rider. And I said, that's not Knight Rider. Because no, no, I know. The fella in the shop said it's Knight Rider's friend. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. And I remember literally the moment I realised that your parents could lie to you. My God, I'm with you. Could lie. Yeah. Just face. bald-faced. Bare-faced yeah, lie. That's uh, Knight Rider's best friend. And I said... Charlie I, the Corvette. I watched that show. The idea... That's that kid with a C. The idea another... First of all, that a, a robot could have a friend mm. in another car. From, it, the idea that that is the only car in the world that can do all this stuff, yeah. he would have a friend. Yeah. And it would what be does he need a friend for? A, do blue, a blue, yeah. silver blue car. Anyway, that's the moment I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> I never. I remember for Christmas Jesus one year asking, asking Santi for the yellow Transformer, which was Bumblebee. Bumblebee yeah. I didn't he's know brilliant. his name was Bumblebee. Yeah, he's good. Cool. I asked cool. and I got some fucking dirt. I got some fucking goba, some yellow goba instead. And it didn't even look like Bumblebee. I couldn't even pretend. Do you know what I mean? And you, that had was get, the, you had to get a Meccano fucking wrench yeah. to change it. That was the first time. <laughs> that's the first time I ever saw me mad cry because I was so sad that Santi <laughs> fucked up. First time I ever saw me mad crying because I was just sitting there all despondent. Like, what's this thing? Like, it's half the size of a real Transformer. What is this? What is her? Uh, what are we doing on this podcast? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> right. And, and we better move on. Uh, oh, that was worth it. That was worth, yeah. That was worth cutting down the next few quickly. Yeah, that's like half an hour with a buffy the vampire said, Oh, here's the uh, next one. That was good. Listen, uh, this is from Miami Voice, Jan Hammer, but it's not the Miami Voice team. Okay. It's Crockett's team, okay. which is arguably more popular and it's definitely better. Now, the gas thing is the Miami Voice team won Grammys, but Crockett's team is absolutely, I'm going to say this right now. The best piece of music ever written for television. Right. Crockett's team. You know Crockett's team. I probably if I press play and I. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just the best thing that's yeah. ever been written for TV. Yeah. Bar Airwolf. Mm. That's why I'm starting strong. Starting so strong. Um, this was written by Jan Hammer, who's actually um, he's American Czech. I think he's just actually Czech from Czech Republic. Czech. This is another one of these countries that yeah. broke up. Barely um, exists anymore. Yeah. You can't even, it's not even the Czech Republic anymore. It's called Chechia or something. Czechia. No. You had to change the name. Again? A couple of years ago, yeah. I can't keep yeah. up with you, yeah. Czechs. Uh, he's born in Prague, which is an unreal city. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a phenomenal place. Did I ever tell you the story about me going with skill? No. He's got skill. Read that was back in... That would have been... Way Jesus. back. Yeah. Way back. We I went, went to like 2010, I think. We went on this fucking school trip to Prague, right? It was meant to be... I think it was in the fourth year, you know? And uh, we, went, <laughs> we went to Prague. We were there for like a week. We, and they brought us to like the grimmest places, man. Some like, of them. Fucking hell. We went to concentration camps and all. I was like, this is meant to be fun. They brought us to concentration camps. Because um, I, I, don't, I didn't eat meat back then either. So there was nothing in, in, in the Czech Republic that didn't have meat in it. So I survived on it's fried. It's all beef strong enough. Yeah, it was fried cheese. They're mad for fried cheese. Just battered cheese. So I, I lived on that for a week. But uh, we went to this... The, the, the teacher must have been fucking sweating. I was in, in shite, lad. But oh uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I have a story that I can't tell on air, and I'll tell people personally if they ask me about the Prague story. There's a Patreon one for you. No, I can't. I, I, wow. it, it cannot be told to, wow. to the general public ever, ever. It's too good. It's too fucking good. You know it already. Right. It's about toes. Fuck! I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Next one. Um, oh, you know what? But, if you think you're missing out on something good here, you get to eat your dinner today <laughs> happily. <laughs> Um, don't, you don't want to hear one it. One of the things that happened to us in Prague is that I, I didn't know, I, I now know that it's a standard thing that happens in Europe where uh, 
businesses swap model halfway through the day. So there will be, uh, you could be in a cafe during the day and it hits six o'clock and that cafe turns into a bar. Oh, okay, right. So they'll have another, literally another owner and they come in and they pack away all the fucking food stuff and they pull out all the gargle and unhood the taps and all this kind of shit. That's sort of genius. It's really, really good, right? But th- that's that's they share they, a business they, with yeah, someone else. They, they do that in Europe an awful lot. They don't do it really so you here. So don't have to or close it. Yeah, Jesus someone else Christ, takes over at six brilliant. and runs it. Yeah. Now I know that happens in or in, there is places like that yeah. in, around the world, but they're owned by the same people. Yeah. But that is genius. Yeah. So we were, we went into this uh, went into this cafe and uh, I think it was maybe there wasn't that many. What you don't want to do is 10. have a kids shop that turns into a sex shop. Wait for you it. Don't. Are you ready? Oh God. So oh God. <laughs> I just fucking. Did we're sitting there. Drinking fucking tea and coffee and eating fried cheese and whatever the fuck, like soaking up all the the lovely Czech Republic uh, hospitality and I culture. I like that food actually. Yeah, it was fine. And uh, hit six o'clock, and uh, all the lights go down. All these neon lights get turned on, and uh, this part of the venue that we were in just they pull this kind of concertina wall apart, and uh, there's a lot of naked women on poles. Just having the best crack, like nothing on them, no bras, no tongue, full naked, boxes out, tits everywhere, oiled up to the fucking noise. That woman was in her nip, swinging around, and the teachers are losing their fucking minds at this stage. They're trying to gather up everybody. Everybody's still eating their dinner. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we have to go. Oh, Jesus Christ, we have to go. Swallow that butter cheese, Cummins. Yeah, exactly. Stop looking at those ditties. Exactly. So fucking, uh, the teachers are <laughs> on losing. On the floor. Their, always on God's floor. Losing their fucking minds. And everybody is having the fucking best crack. All the lads, right? We're all like 16, 17, whatever we are. That's genius. Losing our fucking marbles. <laughs> losing our shit. Now, the you teachers. You know what? They knew that was going to happen and they didn't tell those teachers. Of course they didn't. They should have told uh, listen the amount of stories I have on that trip to Prague and I was only young but it shaped me into the man I am today <laughs> the things that happened to me over there um, yeah fucking hell fucking hell <laughs> alright so this dude is from Prague yeah he's from Prague there's a lot of similarities between him and the last guy actually uh, Sylvester LeVay who did the Airwolf team they're both around the same age they came from a war-torn kind of country amazing producers with classical backgrounds that went to America to become Composers for mm. TV and movie. That, that uh, happened a lot. Jan Hammer is fantastic. He's worked really closely with Jeff Beck. Him and Jeff Beck were real close oh, right. on loads of stuff. He's worked with Joni Mitchell and Mick Jagger. I, I know the name, and I'm trying to figure out what it is like a big song. See, the gas thing is, up until the other day, I thought Jan Hammer was Dutch. Okay. Just come on. It sounds like a Dutch name. It's yeah. the most Dutch name yeah. I've ever heard. Jan, Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. It's not, it's fucking... Uh, Prague, yeah, Czech Republic. Hmm. So, um, listen, I'm going to move on because there's no way I can beat that story you just told. Who is your next one? Uh, my next one is the Lost in Space theme. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so fucking good. Now, uh, I I had a rough idea who made it, and uh, I, I only kind of nailed it out of your day. It was John Williams. Um, so this is a John Williams theme. Yeah, it is very horny. It's very, very horny. <laughs> Lots of horns going on there. Yeah. More, even more, even more horns than James Horner. <laughs> James Horner? James Horner. I've had a few. Yeah, you, you, you're enjoying your, uh, your water. Your red water. Red. My red water. Red water with rotten fruits in it. Yeah, delicious dirt barley. <laughs> um, the, uh, the theme itself is fantastic. What are you, Mostly it's, it shows it for epileptic. It is, yeah, it's all over the place. It's, he he was known at this stage. I actually have another John Williams song on this list that I absolutely did not know was John Williams. So I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I, hadn't a clue I didn't it was. know that till you said. Oh, yeah. sorry about the picking two folks. We've never done 
two, oh, except for Smash McCumpkins one with the magical journey. Yes, never yeah, done two. It's never happened. But listen, I, I, I left it in because it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, what what I found real cool about uh, these weird mid '60s science fiction shows that that came out, like Lost in Space, only ran for three years. Wow, well, like, you would think that, like you would. I would have said like nine forever. Nine, yeah, forever. Like um, it ran for 1965 to 1968. Black and white, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it came, it came back out, didn't it? Well, there's a Netflix one there from a couple of years ago. I think it's been two years between the fourth season and the new one that's due out next year. It's supposed to be great. So it's it's super. It's a good little yeah. show. I watched one. I enjoyed yeah, it because I didn't know much about the original. Yeah, it's, a, it's really fuck off. Danger the original. Will Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the thing at the time that they used to do for these t- television shows is that they would write two themes. There would be an opening theme and a closing theme. And so Williams made, uh, he had this habit of writing a couple of themes for the TV show and then he'd send them in. So even back then he was kind of well known for making fucking TV uh, songs and movie scores and shit like that. Yeah. But they asked him, said, listen, we have this TV show coming out. It's kind of based on the, the, the Swiss Family Robinson in space and blah, 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 blah. So he wrote the opening theme and the closing theme. And what's real weird is that during the actual, the incidental music that you hear during the episode, all of that music is taken from the movie the day the earth stood still. Right, okay. They just fucking, I think they use parts of the same set. Yeah, it is. You know, sometimes it can be hard to get the team writer to write the incidental. Yeah. So usually they could, they could use a different guy because yep. that's the stuff that is done week to week or maybe even, or, you know, per episode. Yep. And you're not going to get fucking John Williams to be doing Yeah. You, they got him on the big game. So I think yeah. for, for, uh, that was all of season one. So all of season one, they used the music from the day the air stood still. Now for season two and three, they brought Williams back in and they got his mate, a guy called Alexander Courage. That's a great name. Yeah, it's a great name, isn't it? It does sound quite African. He's not. Actually, his, his name would be Courage Alexander. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Alexander Courage is famous because he wrote the original Star Trek theme. Well, right. So he wrote that. So Williams and Courage got their head together and they made all the music for the rest of the seasons of the television show as well. Yeah. But that, that, when, for some reason, whenever I think of Lost in Space, I always think of that Apollo 440 version of the movie score. Yeah. The song is fucking great. Yeah, it's good. Um, but that's the Lost in Space theme. It's, it's all over the place. Williams had this weird fucking kind of heavy drum. You know what? The best way to listen banger. to that is last year rittling into you. Yeah. Because it's, it's all over so the crazy. Yeah, it's mad. And the, the, the next one is fucking worse. Yeah. But the same way. Who's your next one? Next one is uh, the team from Unsolved Mysteries. Sorry. It'll still give me the shits. Yeah. And not only that, not only that, when the music finishes, you get Robert Stack's voice. Which, to be honest with you, Robert Stack has one of the most, be- the best voice of all time. Mm. One of the best voices of all time. Morgan Freeman, whatever. Yeah. Robert Stack's voice. Is terrifying. Imagine you were married to Robert Stack. Imagine Robert Stack, right? Just, just, just picture this. Right? Roll over, darling. Picture this. You're sitting. You're Robert Stack's wife, or possibly husband. I don't know his ins and outs. And he goes, "Dear, we're low on soy milk. You'd get the shits." Like, oh god, I should have got the soy milk. He's just got this. Every time you hear his voice after that, the the. The Unsolved Mysteries theme is one of the best pieces of music of all time. It's great. It's absolutely... And it, it takes a lovely big swing right in the middle yeah. of it. It, it. The whole thing... It sets you up for what you're about to experience as well, which is the, the key to a great television show theme song. Yeah. Like, if that, if the music... Like, the hair on the back of your neck stands up, but not just for 
like the music, but yeah. for what's about to happen. This is like somewhere between John Carpenter and the X Files. Yeah. It's just gonna it's gonna it's gonna like you said, get those hairs in the neck, yeah. re- get you ready for and th- and it was playing through the, the even the incidental music in this was really mm. creepy as well. So the guys that wrote this are Michael Boyd and Gary Ramal Mal- Malkin, who there is literally zero information on, apart from the fact that Gary Ramal Malkin now produces mindfulness music. Right. I don't know a huge about mindfulness. It's about like uh, <coughs> self reflection and, and dealing with dealing with really and, horrible yeah. shit in your yeah. your life and yeah. being able to take it on and not uh, push it onto other people. Mm. He he's he's involved in some sort of TV company that is quite close to. God, people. Oh, there's loads of that. Not, there's whatever. loads of that. Uh, Michael Boyd, God love him, can't find a fucking single thing on that. <laughs> and I don't know. They've done a few movies like uh, that movie Breaking, which I remember watching in the, as a kid. I don't remember anything about Breaking. it or the music. Yeah. But these guys are not prolific. And he's won a few Emmys for TV stuff and all that, but mm. it's impossible to find information. Therefore, I'll just kind of talk about Unsolved Mysteries. Yep. Absolutely. Remember trying to go to bed after some of those episodes? Nope. I think no, I, I think at one stage my parents were like, "Don't you can't you're not allowed to watch that anymore." Back but to quantum. Here's the problem with those fucking shows. There right? was no, but the, the, it didn't get solved. But, well, of course it didn't get solved. But it's also fucking nonsense. It sets you up for an entire life of like questing for mad stuff, right? Mm. We're like, oh man, that guy has yeah. never been found. Exactly. Oh great. So imagine you live in America. Imagine imagine like you 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 hit on an episode that yeah. was around the corner from exactly. you. Exactly. Oh fuck that. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. That it sets you up for a lifetime of like, like it, what's out there? Mad shit. Oh my god, this happened. That happened. Yeah, that'd be the equivalent of Pat Kenny telling you someone was running around yeah. Shankill with a chainsaw. Exactly. But we couldn't find him. Yeah, he's still out there, folks. Oh Jesus, we couldn't find him. Yeah. So, uh, does good luck going to sleep there now, s- fucking lads. Serial male rapist loose in North Strand tonight. So how the fuck am I meant to go to bed? I'm sitting there. You're, you're, you're the main one, and this is another one going around oh as well. Oh my god, we have, to, we have to duke it out. <laughs> That's real bad. You're going to have a sword fight in the middle oh, of North Strand. fucking hell. And whoever wins gets a Nico's burger. Oh, Nico's. <laughs> Listen, Christ. there's not much else to say because there is zero information really I could find on these guys. But it doesn't matter because Unsolved Mysteries was the thing that gave me the absolute shits before the X-Files and before... John Carpenter's music is incredible, but the movies were what gave me the shits. Yeah. Well, you play that Unsolved Mysteries music to me right now, and I still get that. Ooh, no. Uneasy. Who's your next one? My next one is uh, another John Williams theme. Like I said, I, I didn't know it was John Williams literally until today. And it's the theme song from Land of the Giants. That's brilliant as well. I was fucking obsessed. I was much more obsessed with Land of the Giants as a kid than I was with... Um, Lost in Space Lost in Same space. Absolutely the same because, um, But they're different times as well But they're right after Maybe the exact same company Yeah But, okay. they, but they, they would be We would be getting the reruns of that More oh, well, than we would yeah, Listen this is black and white television like. They dumped black and white Oh no Land of the Giants was black and white wasn't it uh, no. no No it was colour Sorry, No that was, was colour yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying yeah. They kind of started phasing out black and white Because yeah. people are buying colour TVs They're showing colour So Land of the Giants uh, Again colour. Only two seasons Two years What Yeah 1968 to 1970 That's it None of these things lasted ages it's mad. They were literally like they blew up and they were done. Um, each what was episode. The other show about? What was the other show about? Was it English with, with the tiny people? That's this one. No, there's another one as well. Oh, there was another one. Was that? What's that show about the tiny people? Oh, oh yeah, it's the Englishy one. Yeah, but it was all the shitty green screen stuff yeah. behind it. Yeah, fuck. Because this this landed joints all practical effects. So there was no computers. There was an English. The rip off one. Yeah, they were like they, they were using like uh, fuck. What the fuck is the sewing name of needles and yeah. swords and all the, yeah. the <laughs> tinky winky fucking. Tinker Bell. The cats are always, always fighting yeah, cats. Yeah, of course. Always. 
Well, even the, these lads. Well, for all us fighting cats. Cats are the, like cats are going to go for the smallest thing that moves. Yeah, that's what we love about cats. I love cats anyway. Absolutely love. I them. like a good cat. I'm a fan of a bit good cat. People, cats get such a bad rap, man. So this here, they, there was two main themes composed. Um, each season got its own main theme. I think this is the fourth theme. I think it is. Um, each episode was an hour long. Um, it was made by the same company that made uh, Lost in Space. It, to be honest with you, the, what the show was about is almost the exact same as Lost in Space. It's about a fucking spaceship that gets lost. If it ain't broke, yeah, and uh, get John Williams to write it. Exactly. Um, what's fucked up about this is that the budget for this show is fucking insane. So this is 1968. Each episode had a budget of a quarter of a million dollars. You can't even mention the word million in the 60s. No. That doesn't exist. This is quarter of a million dollars. No. $250,000 per episode. It's one of, I think at the time their biggest budget for any television show ever made. And the lads in it were like nothings. They were nothing. There was like random fucking... Uh, there, was, there was a guy from the Czech Republic was one of the main actors in it. Like it was put together... Let's talk about weird. the Czech Republic again. <laughs> exactly. No, let's not. <laughs> um, Great place. But this theme is fucking mad. If the Lost of Space one is mad, this is fucking crazy. There, yeah. was a, there was another show back in the day, I think it was called like The Vortex or The Time Tunnel. The Time oh, Tunnel. Remember yeah. that? That had a mad theme as well. But uh, not as mad as this. Land of the Giants, there was something about it. it just, w- w- when you heard it when you were a kid, you, it was usually, a, it could have been like Sky One at like one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday or something like that. And you're sitting down in front of the, t- front of the TV hearing this fucking you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And it was setting you up for the next hour worth of absolute nonsense. And we didn't, I don't think that I even enjoyed Land of the Giants. I just wanted to see how they made stuff look real. Let's be honest. Every episode was sort of the same. Yeah. Mm. And it's sort of where they kind of, Inner Space would have taken, that movie Inner Space is incredible. But Dennis uh, Quaid, Dennis Quaid is a, Jesus, yeah. And and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You put tiny people and micro machines. Everything, I was uh, probably like you. Small stuff is incredible. Mm. Small stuff. Make stuff small, Everything and all of a sudden, Starcom toys not sticking yeah. to the radiator, having the best crack click. <laughs> little, little small yokes, fucking uh, Manta Force, all the best little toys. Like little toys were the best ones by far. Like you could have great crack with Star Wars toys now, but you kept there was too many of them as yeah, well. Too many. You get a load of Manta Force. They used to give Manta Force men, the little soldiers, away with boxes of Lucky Charms because Lucky Charms are so shite. So shite. They had to put fucking the hottest toy that year. They had to put one of them in. The only reason anybody would buy Lucky Charms back in the day. Now, this is like before they were riddled with sugar. They used to just taste like nothing with that, the crappy marshmallows in them when they first came out. Yeah. And they used to fuck uh, Manta Force toys in there to get you to buy them. <laughs> and you'd buy them, you'd pull out this little poxy Manta Force thing that's an inch tall, and you'd fuck the cereal in the bin when your ma wasn't looking. They, Manta, God love Manta Force, they tried. Do you remember the 80s? There was so much unabashed thievery of other people's ideas. Fuck yeah. That's the sound of, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's the sound of wine being poured in the glass. I'm drinking wine tonight instead of beer and you will notice there's not as many breaks. There's yeah. no bubbles, there's no bubbles irritating my uh, mm. bladder. Your insides. <laughs> yeah, my nipples aren't itchy either so there's something, there's something about it. We maybe need to take a quick break from the L beer. Maybe. But not stop drinking during a podcast like you've done. Yeah, I took a, I'm, I'm not drinking at all. This is, I've had a hard, sober it's, gar it's been and a, a hard drunk, week. Sober gar and a drunk Paul is, is walking up. Well, we, we're talking eight. We're doing all right. Yeah, it's grand. I feel drunk it's off. It's the wheelhouse. Nost- we're getting drunk off nostalgia yeah. for a start. But anyway, that's fucking Land of the Giants. It's 1968 and 1970. It's a John Williams theme song again. It's fucking mental. But I loved it when I was a kid. There yeah. Are there better theme songs? 100%. But this is one no, of the this ones. this is your one. And, and thankfully you are... 
a curator on this podcast, and therefore you can choose whatever the fuck yeah, you want. So fuck you. So fuck, fuck you. you, listeners. No, Doesn't man. matter what you was liked. No, man. Mission Impossible team is yeah. better. It is a good team, like, but... Brilliant. It, it, yeah, sorry. Right, who's your next one? My next one is the team from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, it's 1990, I think. Um, Jesus Christ. I love this piece yeah. of music. And I'm not even... I'm. It's not even my favourite piece of music from Twin Peaks. The, the Twin Peaks entire... Yeah. The uh, saga. Yeah, of Peaks music. Yeah. So the, the, the top one for me, I think pink I picked room, it, is it? the Pink Room. Yeah, pink, so I think I picked it for possibly for yeah. movie teams. So this is the, the TV... The TV team, so we're going with the, the Twin Peaks, and even at that, Audrey's team is probably yeah. And the best piece is actually Laura Palmer's team for mm. me, but this is the main team, that's the mm. one everyone knows. Yeah, so it's by Angelo Badolamenti, who you would think is not American, but he is. It's a just good old Sicilian, good old Sicilian name. No, he's <laughs> New York lad. Um. It's funny, he's sort of like inextricably linked with David Lynch now. Mm. Because as soon as they found each other, you hang on to... Like, it's the way Tim Burton is with Danny Elfman. Yeah. You get the guy... Communication, he, he communication between yeah. him is yeah. perfectly simple. Yeah. You, maybe it just takes a look, a quick line, and he's got it down. Yeah. Done. Brilliant. He's my guy for everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the teams repeat themselves, the music sounds the same and everything. Mm. So his his big break came when he was brought in to be Isabella Rossellini's singing coach okay. for the movie. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Blue Velvet. Yeah. I want me Blue Velvet t-shirt. I actually can't, I can't wear that. I can't wear this t-shirt in Why the not? bar. Look at how disgusting that is. What is it? Oh, yeah, I'm into that. It's brilliant. I'm into it, yeah. My t-shirt, my Blue Velvet t-shirt is uh, a woman tied to a pool table. Listen, he was brought in as Isabella Rossellini's singing, singing coach for um it's nineteen eighty six that came out and um from then on the two of them were like, Oh, we get each other. And he is obviously a composer. So David Lynch is also a composer actually. Yeah. He worked a lot on a lot of the stuff. You alright? Yeah yeah. You look like you're in pain. No, I have a sore back. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um he also did the music Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Fuck. The best Nightmare on Elm Street. Probably yeah. No it is. Dream Warriors? Is that Dream Warriors? Yeah. yeah it is, yeah, yeah. He also did the music for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <sighs> he didn't do Holiday Road. No, that's that's fucking Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. The best National Lampoon is the Christmas one. So he knows the best one to get in and out on. Christmas one, the one with fucking Randy Quaid. Yeah. 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 yeah, it is, isn't it? Unreal. Yeah. Unfucking real. That's one of the best Christmas movies yeah. of all time as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm still not watching it. Um, he did City of the Lost Children, which is a phenomenal like uh, French-American film, I think. Mm. You know that? Um, he did... Uh, he did the Wicker Man, but not the good one. Oh, the Gammy one. He did Dark the Water. He did Dark Water, but not the good one. Did the, not the Korean one. He did the yeah. fucking. Uh, uh, he did the American one, but he did the Secretary. The movie from Secretary as well. He also there's a couple of Secretary movies. Is there's the Sex Secretary one. That's it's, good. It's the sexy one. All right, that's a good movie. It's, it's yeah. Would you fucking? Uh, I can't remember who's in it. Is Dave, David Spade or James Spader? James James Spader and. Uh, Fucking What's her Maggie name? Gyllenhaal. That's right. Uh, that's that's fucking f- fantastic. Super. Film. Yeah. There, there was another one. There's another movie called The Secretary that came out a while ago, and I thought it was like either a remake or a sequel, and it's actually just about like a real secretary. I think. Yeah. Like a real one. No, like she's not sucking dick or anything. He also, of course, did Wild Heart and Mulholland Drive, but I didn't realize till recently he worked with David Bowie, Susie Sue, Anthrax. Really? Anthrax. Doing what for Anthrax? He re-recorded. 
No, Anthrax did um, a song based on the Black Lodge theme from yeah. Twin Peaks. The car back, and he Lodge. was brought in. Yeah, it's on to, um, the Sound of Witness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. that's from Super the song. that's from Twin. The Black Lodge is from Twin Peaks. Yeah, Black Lodge is the room with the red curtains yeah. and the chevron black and white. That's a uh, super fucking song. Yeah. I didn't know he was involved. That's one of my so favourite would like, now, now, when I say he was brought in, I think they brought him in and go, you know, overlook what we're doing to make Just sure we don't... be here for a bit of merit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He worked Give with, us the rub. He worked with Orbital. Ooh. And he worked with Dolores O'Reardon from the Cranberries on a song for... It doesn't matter. Can't remember. For something. He also did the... He composed the opening theme for the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona. Really? And he only did one video game ever. What did he do? Do you know David Cage... What? David Cage is the guy who writes um, those video games like Heavy Rain, Beyond Two yeah. Souls. But the first big one he wrote was Fahrenheit. Um, Fahrenheit's a really good game. Well, don't go back and play it now. Cause it's they look these kind of vampire masquerade kind of games, like heavy storyline games. No, they're just basically quick time events, but heavy story. Yeah, yeah heavy yeah. story. And I'm not being weird, but David Cage is not really a particularly great writer, but yeah. it, they're fun games to play. The guy here um, made to do something. He's another Grammy winner. He won the Grammy for this team he won a, a Grammy award for best pop instrumental performance hmm. Angelo Badalamenti is an absolutely fantastic uh, composer using mostly jazz hmm. and I'm not a mad jazz fan but if you listen to Audrey's dance that's the kind of jazz I love and that's not a million miles away from the jazz we talked about on the last episode yeah. I need basic fucking jazz yeah, yeah. in my life yeah. I don't I know they did. Fundamentals. Modern jazz and interpretive jazz and all that. Hey man, it's about the notes that you don't play. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not. I can, I can listen to them at home. Yeah, exactly. So it's the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Yeah. He is one of my favourite composers. And not, it's crazy, he's in a genre I'm not, uh, I'm not really have a great affinity with, which mm. is jazz. Uh, Jesus, that's, 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 a, that's a huge chunk of information on Angelo there. Uh, I always thought for years he was Italian. So first of all, he wasn't even of Italian heritage; he's from Sicilian heritage, yeah. you know, which is different to the, for them. You don't, yeah. you don't call someone from Limerick a Corkonian. Oh God, I think at this stage Limerick would be happy enough with that, but Cork wouldn't. Maybe, whatever. Uh, who's your next one? My next one is one of the most famous theme songs of all times: "The X Files." It's amazing. Yeah, this is hugely heavily based on who we just talked about. I'd say so. Yeah, because the whole show. Is a modern Twin Peaks, yeah, but much. mixed with unsolved mysteries. Yeah, there you go, and you yeah. get the theme songs even. Yeah. So this is by uh, Mark Snow. Now I found out something about Mark Snow while researching this. If you remember when when the X Files came out, first of all it was a smash fucking hit. Everyone lost their mind, right? Everybody lost their mind. Oh, fucking X Files, monsters and ghosts and Je- aliens. Jesus Christ, the truth is out there. I want to believe, right? Blah, blah, blah. I, I was one of those guys, full on. We all were. Fucking that poster. Couldn't help, yeah. Try to get that poster everywhere. Have it now. I think it was in, like, in Virgin Megastore. Yeah. The truth is out there, poster. So, outrageous. Put, did you put an X on your bedroom? I never did that. No. No, wait a minute. I know a few... I wouldn't mind a bit of deep trout now, like. I know, I know but, a few uh, people... As that, a young fella. I know a few people that would have put X's on their windows before X-Files came up, but they were different kind of uh, mm. people of the area. Before Jesus before you Christ. could afford a red red bulb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Mark's now... I thought... If you remember, this song, it was released as a single and there was a video and you could see Mark Snow and it was all fuzzy and all this type of shit. Yeah. I thought Mark Snow was like a fucking, you know, a derude. 35 year old yeah. fucking. Yeah. I knew he had grey hair, but I thought that was because. This cunt is 73 years of, old, years of age. Like, Fuck 73. Now, he's 73 now. But like, the X Files is 1993 to 2002. 
So like he not, had it's it, not a million miles ago. He had a few years. He had a few years on him. Like he was a good old outfit even then. Even yeah, then, sixty then. But so the X Files ran from ninety three to two thousand and two, and then in two thousand and sixteen they came back and they done six more episodes. I think they're talking about maybe doing a few more. And there's a couple of movies in there as well. I, you know what? As a massive fan of the X Files, who even someone who loved the movies, I never watched the later. Ones. I did. They're all right. I didn't I, like the movies. I heard they were disappointed. In they, they were. They started off trying to be monster, monster of the week, but they they fell into this. Uh, they start bringing in a few cameos and stuff. I, I got kind cameos of are distracting. Yeah, it got a little bit, a little bit. Cameos weird. in the eighties are great. We had uh, when Thor was in the Incredible Hulk. When fucking uh, Jesus Christ, what's his bleeding? You, you know what the thing about wine is? It deletes hugely important files for podcasts from my brain. Hmm. Culture Club. Not for me. Culture Club. On the Wawa. I'm literally related to the lad. Are you? Are you related to him? Culture Club. Fucking, do you Boy really? Boy George. Mm. He was in the A-team. Isn't he from Cabra? No, Limerick. Is it Limerick? His family are from Limerick. Oh, the right. Dowds. Yeah. Okay. So my ma always tells me I'm related to two famous people. Mm. Uh, fucking. <laughs> Boy George. And who else? Boy George. And that tennis player. Andre Agassi. No. I don't know. That's the only one I know. With the, the angry lad. Oh, the fella who hits things all the time. Yeah. What was his name? He was oh, in, I can't uh, believe so many foils have been deleted yeah. by wine. He was in Kirby and Hughes. Kirby as well. John McEnroe. John McEnroe. Are you related to John McEnroe? Listen, my but, family tell me a lot of Have you ever things. served an ass like John McEnroe in the girl steps up? You're smacking <laughs> McEnroe. the house. Have you ever? <laughs> Amazing. That, those lyrics of that song are non-stop baller for the whole time. Unreal. Unreal. Um... John McEnroe, fucking hell. Now this is uh, like if someone wants to do, if someone wants to pay for my fucking uh, that DNA thing, you can or the heritage twenty three and me, whatever. I'm, not, I'm not not doing that, but uh, uh, my mom will always tell me I'm related to him. And now Boy George makes way more sense because his family are closely from yeah, Limerick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know a fellow related to Elton John. All I know is if it's true, then therefore he's the most famous DJ in the family, and I don't like that. So fuck no, off. He's also the most famous person involved in synth, 80s music in the family. Yeah. So fucking fuck off again. Yeah. No, so fuck off. Shit. It's genetics, no, man. Fuck off, yeah. Genetics. Yeah. Um, uh, I what I found marginally out, less dick than him, though. It was, it was <laughs> just a slightly less, 5% less. Um, what I found out, Mark's now done loads of music for TV shows and movies. Fucking loads. Even before, like, x Bef- Way before. Like, Well, he's 100 years old, yeah. so he's a fucking vampire. Way before. So he, um, after X-Files, the next big thing he'd done, he'd done the theme for Millennium. Oh, that, you know what? That is so fucking good. Yeah. So that was his as well, Millennium. But if you go back, he done music for Starsky and Hutch. Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Starsky and Hutch. He done music for uh, the original Gemini TV show. Holy shit. He done music for TJ Hooker. TJ That nearly hooker. made it into my list yep. and I would have actually hit Mark Snow. Yep. Holy shit. Um, Blue Bloods, that fucking new TV show. He done the music for Ernest Saves Christmas. He was involved with the music Do you for... Ernest films? Yeah, I used to love them. They were all the same, but it was He done the music for the, um, the redo of The Twilight Zone, the one that ran in the th- early 2000s. So he done the music yeah. for that as well. Um, that would have been off the back of that fucking... That was actually X-Files. okay. Yeah, that was fine. fine. He done an awful lot of music for TV shows. Like, his... his uh, when you go and look at kind of his discography, it's outrageous. Like now, I don't know whether he done the themes for all of them or incidental music. Or I don't whatever, know, but yeah. he definitely made music for yeah. all those shows, and that was I. I, I stopped writing those shows because I ran out of room. You, you know what? You, you hit those artists where you're like, I can't keep up with how much yeah. they've done. Too much. Yeah, yeah, too much. Uh, but that's that's Mark's now the X Files theme. I, I think it's the, the most iconic TV theme, maybe of all time. It's phenomenal. It's, it's, it is. 
it was it's, huge. Uh, it's so good. It's one of the ones I bought on single CD. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, probably had some enhanced David Duchovny content. Yeah. Probably had the video on yeah. it. You throw yeah. it in your quick time computer. Yeah, it takes like six hours to load exactly. up. And then and like, it plays in a window for it. Just tiny yeah, window stars. Yeah. yeah, it only plays with real player. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a March now, the X-Files team. Who is your next one? Snake Bit. Snake Bit. Snake Bit. Oh, shit, yeah. Snake Bit. I'm breaking the mould a little bit here. Like I did with Crockett's team isn't the main team. And there is no real main team for this. Mm. Well, this is an entire network. Okay. But there is one man that did the music for an entire network. Yeah. Now, it wasn't a network then, but it's mm. a network now. And it's the Jake the Snake Roberts team yep. by Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson is a fucking legend. Yeah, he's done everything. Everything. We're talking a lad who 32 years did all the music for WWF. Yeah. Yeah, fucking E, whatever about E, WWE. There's full documentaries about him as well. Full documentaries. Yeah, I watched a few. For this is the one I wanted to. I wanted to get a bit. You of You love that piece of music. I just, I, yeah. it's absolute synthwave. You're forever talking about it's it. Synthwave. You love it. I just, I play this all the time. Someone goes, play some WWF music. They, they know, they think I'm going to play Sexy Boy. They think I'm going to play Real American. They might think I might play Stone which, Cold or something. Well, Stone Cold, is, he did that as well. That, well was yeah. his, that was one of his first biggest, you know, yeah. most. One people go, well, hang on, what's his name? Yeah. But he, um, Jim Johnson is the man behind everything musically, WW, let's just say he yeah. did. He did the entrance music from the start. The first piece of music he ever did was for WrestleMania. Okay. And it was a jazz sax piece. Weird. So that's what we're talking 80s. Yeah. Um, he did all the video games. He did the end, when you log on to, in the 2000s, log on to the website mm. and it has his own music. He was, just like that was his career yeah I remember watching a little documentary about that he had a tiny little studio and he, it was just him I think he might have had an assistant engineer like a little production assistant and uh, it was just full of fucking instruments yeah just instruments everywhere yeah. and he'd just grab a bass guitar imagine being that imagine being a composer that could do it but that's what they need you need don't think he's there anymore no we'll get into that now in a minute yeah there was a bit that's kind of sad but inevitable but I think what happened what happened with WWE F into WWE the changeover was um, I think a lot of the wrestlers wanted like famous theme songs like no Some one did music. but the gas thing was he was also a really good curator even oh, yeah, then yeah. in the Raw era because yeah. he brought in the Motorhead yeah. and uh, the, the, the band that did Walter Jericho and stuff like yeah. that he was okay with that if they said that that's what they wanted yeah. he would find the one for them yeah. and if they wanted it he would just let it happen exactly he would never step in and go well, you know, yeah, I think what happened was Vince McMahon didn't want to pay license and fees for a lot of that, load of that music so they would yeah. often come up with yeah. little like something alike now can you imagine I would imagine in my head if let's say someone wanted the Motorhead song yeah. someone wanted the game who was the game uh, Motorhead Triple H Triple H yeah. now what a song he went it's, it's fantastic they would probably go right well, you have to pay for that through yeah. your contract. Yeah. Slowly, incrementally. And Triple over H's going to go, nah. No, but I, I would say Vince McMahon being the businessman that he is went, but, but like, you're, you're going to pay for that. If Jim Johnson, if I can't get Jim Johnson to do this for a fight. Time to hide the shame. For, for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> go, yeah. Yeah, he would do, like, he would be out, completely open to that and stuff like that and he would, you know, he, he, the music producer of, of everything he would absolutely do everything involved that they want he to had do. all the control and yeah. that was his that's a great gig to have for 22 years now in 2014 first of all I will say this I'm very very happy that Jim Johnson is such a big fan of guitars and synths yes because it he he really structured the music to the character really really well he and was very good at the identity end of it yeah. and 
we're talking about no lyrics. He can't mm-hmm. go. He's the man from the unknown. Yeah, he did. The, the ultimate man wa- from the, the unknown. The ultimate warriors. They call him the Undertaker. Par- yeah, I mean, he didn't have to be. He couldn't vocally say yeah. this. He had to musically yeah. do this for mm. a character. And that is recording, isn't it? Yeah, it's just I, I, I accidentally hit something there. Oi, listen, let's be honest. I went for a slash, and helmet didn't, and helmet didn't, and. While I was gone, Helmet tried to record a little secret message. And I fucked it up. I made a bollocks of it. And I, I, almost, I, I almost recorded over what I'm considering one of my favourite podcasts. Yeah, right you went back to the start and nearly hit record again. <laughs> nearly recorded. What I will say I about that... recorded over the whole What thing. I will say about that slash, that slash hurt me. That was one of them pain... Really? I still have the echoes of pain inside me. Yeah. This is, t- this is two podcasts in a row where you've taken 100% more pisses than I mm-hmm. have. Just saying. Yeah. Um, That's because so your fucking kidneys are failing, though. After all the pisses you took in the last couple of months. Yeah, maybe I just have no... Mm. Yeah, it's just it's falling out of my eyes and arse now and bleeding out of the yeah. eyes. Um, Red piss is normal, isn't it? A classic example is Stone Cold and Ultimate Warrior. Mm. I c- you can't imagine any other fucking song for them. Absolutely not. Especially Ultimate Warrior. So he literally crafted... Vince McMahon would come to him. He, he said this. Vince McMahon would come with a couple of ideas yeah. of who this character is. Before, before they were even mm. fleshed out. And he would get nail it. Now he said a couple of times he got it wrong, and Vince McMahon went, "No, that's not right." He did Vince McMahon's team, for yeah. fuck's sake. Um, but in 2014, CFOS, uh, CFO, uh, dollar symbol, are the guys that took over responsibility mm-hmm. for creating the entrance team and the musical for content. Now he wasn't for it in 2014. Um, he was kept on, but even he admits his role was drastically reduced yeah, in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of sad that's when you're talking about they're bringing in big names yeah. and now I'm going to call them CFOS I don't know how you pronounce CFO dollar sign oh, whatever okay. they have some bangers mm. uh, specifically Finn Balor's one yeah. is absolutely so good, yeah. but that draws off Jim Johnson's yeah, music of absolutely and that's and the basis of it yeah. and they're respectful and of the legacy of that um, two years ago in 2017 he was officially let go Oh really? Yeah, released from his contract, twenty-two years with a company. Um, I will say this: it's the longest career you'll see in WWE. Boy, and, and he left without uh, a broken body. Yeah, him um, and the Undertaker. That's it. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking it. <laughs> left, left with uh, addictions and yeah. broken, broken spines. And fucking Undertaker's had a, a bajillion fucking theme songs as well. Like yeah, he did that one as well. The yeah. Incredible theme mm. song. Incredible. Um, he gave his entire career to one network. And to one idea and to one company. To be fair, I'm sure he made a few quid out of it. Well, no, absolutely. And even he admits that, you know, t- things, t- things come to an end. Of course they And do. 32 years in that career is actually, for WWE... I'm sure he was getting on in years as well. Yeah, he said that the last meeting he had, he knew it was coming because he was sitting around the office and the other lads were just doing the stuff. Yeah. He was still getting a paycheck, but he said himself that he is a pr- prolific... You'd have to be a prolific worker. Big time. Working every, every day, day on everything. He said it was just becoming sort of depressing. Um, the lads were doing everything, and basically, eventually, he was called into the office, and he knew it was coming, and he was let go. It's kind of sad. It's time to go. He, he isn't He isn't bitter about it. He just feel It's still going to be sad. No matter what someone retires, it's very sad. Um a funny story, because I, 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 I had to dig a bit deeper yeah. with Jim Johnson because I found a really, really good interview with him where he talks about when he was first learning piano. The very first instrument he ever learned was piano, which is officially the best instrument to start yeah. on. I don't care what anyone says. The piano is the bass and lead everything, yeah. at all time. You're playing the bass in the left and the yeah. lead in the right. Well, whatever way your fucking hands work, we know what it is. Um, he said that he had a music teacher 
And every time after the music lesson, he'd go home to his mother and go, I can't go back there. She's nuts. She's yeah. crazy. And, and they're like, no, come on, Jim, stick with it, stick with it. Like, no, no, please, Matt, please don't send me back there. She's she's a bad person. Mm. She's she's not right in the head. She's really, really rough and hard on me. And it's really tough. And uh, eventually the man went, fine, right, fine. You don't have to go back anymore. And two weeks later, he said, they were watching the news. And the music teacher had burnt her own house down <coughs> And hung herself on the tree behind the house while watching the house burn. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. How the f- fuck? And the man was like, yeah, Jim, sorry about that. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right about her. Uh, Let's find you a new one, son. Uh, there's no real uh, count on how many pieces of music he's done, but by the uh, the music, uh, the people that count who gets paid musically, yeah. they have counted almost... 10,000 pieces of Fuck. music he's written for WWE. Fuck. This includes teams, incidental music, yeah. website music like we talked yeah. about, promos, yeah. everything that will w- go to Jim. Yeah. Jim's going to do it. Yeah. Nearly 10,000. So you're right about the Sweet do thing. Um, he's an absolute legend in the music business. I'm not going to... In the music business of, of WWE, yeah. but to me, I still listen to those songs in playlists that oh, are yeah. to do with synthwave, mm. rock, they're not even to do with wrestling. Yeah. For and an in-house guy, like. An in-house guy. Jesus. He was just, the workload was, uh, so it must have been a bit, well, the new guys had to come along and do, uh, but the thing I will say about the CFOS or the new guys, whatever they're called, they don't really match the music as well to the characters. It's more to do with what's popular in the charts a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So you're mixing a lot of hip-hop in there. We didn't have, yeah. we had some scratching and, and kind of hip hopity There's also, there's music, they put music out, I think like Samoa Joe's music is atrocious. It doesn't suit him whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't quite hit the mark as, as much as Jim Johnson's would. I will say that um, Phil Baller's one, Finn Baller's one is nailed on. Yeah, yeah. The Irish guy from yeah, yeah. Uh, Bray. Shinsei's one that's fucking savage with the violin as well. Yeah. Now listen, they're great, but he got phased out. But after twenty-two years, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Gone from the eighties up until then, and like I said, the the company itself has no problem literally killing someone off. Oh, Listen, you're dealing them. with absolute animals scum in that bags. they're scum. They will they will end your career in your hometown. Yeah. yeah. The closest business I've been saying this for years because I was involved with the pro wrestling business for years as well. And um little Billy Corgan had you doing music and yeah, wrestling. Yeah. Um I was actually supposed to do music for uh, pr- uh, promotion as well. Um never worked out. But um I was involved in wrestling for years, um a company called Irish Whip Wrestling. Um there were three of us involved in it. We uh, ran shows and brought people over, and I, en- I ended up uh, speaking of Jake the Snake. I went drinking with Jake the Snake. Um, yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, I was going to talk about Jake the Snake, but yeah. I felt like Jim Johnson would be a better yeah, person to yeah, talk yeah, about for yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, this was this would have been pre uh, Jake sorting his life out. He was still very much. And on that crack. documentary is phenomenal. Yeah. What's yeah. the name of uh, reinventing um, this? Uh, no oh, shit. Um, re oh fuck. Jesus. Only watched it a while ago. My God, I know the name yeah. of this. Fuck you, wine. Why do you delete major foils in mid podcast? Is, is it called Resurrecting Jake the Snake? Resurrecting Jake yeah, the Snake, yeah. surely, yeah. And it's about uh, Diamond Dallas Page and his. Who is his a program. fucking stellar guy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always enjoyed uh, DDP's work way back in the day. Yeah. Um, he, he was one of those guys who gave everybody hope because he, he only got into wrestling in his late 30s. Jake the Snake did? No, no, fucking. Jake I was Snake, like, fuck no. off. Jake the Snake, Jake is a uh, second generation. His father was a wrestler as well. DDP only got into it in the only th- Jake the Snake was my favourite from the Me very too. start. Me too. The only problem I have now looking back is you shouldn't be doing that with snakes. 
Yeah, well, that was one of the problems we had when we had him over as well. He was wasn't very nice towards a snake we had borrowed. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not into that. Yeah, there was I'm not into uh, animals being used in terms which is why we'll never go to a circus or yeah, realistically a, a small zoo. I don't, yeah. I'm not into them. Um, um, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he wasn't particularly uh, pleasant towards the snake when we had him. Now, again, this is when he was. Because when you look back, you look when you look back, it's hard to watch yeah. the bag. Yeah. He's thrown it around. Yeah. It, it actually it it hurts me. It, yeah. I'm not into it. Well, that, apparently that was one of the reasons he lived in England for years. Um, yeah, he had like animal abuse charges and fucking people abuse charges, and he owed money. It's not battering people. That's his job. But yeah, yeah, but like outside of the ring, yeah. it's just. A, <laughs> Yeah. Just that's just the green. one small black mark I have on this whole thing and yeah. I have to mention it because it's um, we, we, whatever about our podcast we always talk about the things we are not of course. comfortable about yeah but like uh, as I was saying the closest thing to pro wrestling in the world is pornography it's the the, yeah. the, the way it treats its talent you're probably right is yeah. almost identical you know you get used up chewed up and spat out spat out yeah. and um, if, if you if you don't keep the pressure and there is wrestling stay, porn as well there is but if you don't keep <laughs> If you don't stay, right I wasn't on talking the about cusp, China. Yeah, if you don't keep on the cusp of like what people want, yeah, and kind of pushing boundaries and like being the number one and, person. And the funny thing fucked. is, th- th- these guys are going into meetings with marketing guys and trying to fight their corner. And if you see your marketing guys fucking up your career, yeah, well, what the fuck? Like you have to. Well, the, the thing about wrestling, wrestling in the eighties, is that the guys had a little bit more. They, they used to call it region for the brass ring, you know. So it would be they had a little bit more wiggle room in that uh, a lot of them would have been seasoned to begin with before they ever got to WWF. So they would have known what to do. Now WWE and a lot of these companies are just factories. So they have the training skills, um, they have uh, the teachers, and they have scriptwriters. So all you have to be is a really good athlete. They will teach you how to do the moves and how to put a match together and you're handed a script of what to say in front of the camera. Well, back in the 80s and the early to mid-90s, it was very much off your own back. You might have been given points to talk about. Make sure you talk about the upcoming gig in Madison Square Gardens. Make sure yeah. you mention this guy that you're going up against. Uh, you're going to, you're fighting Don't say the N-word when you're talking about fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they were, they, these people were given more leeway to uh, kind of get themselves across. But now yeah. they're just, they're blank slates. Build oh, they are. Smackdown builder wrestlers yeah, is what they are. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah. they're like, okay, you're the clown now. Yeah. Uh, or you're the Viking. Yeah. You're a Viking. Okay, so here's a Viking helmet. We've got this fucking trumpety fucking music for you. Uh, you go out, you only talk about... Uh, Despite getting famous off a completely different self-made career. Yeah. We're blanking that. Yeah, because Do you know why we can't do that? Because we can't uh, market what you've already done because you own that. Yeah. The same with Finn Balor. Yeah. Was possibly a millionaire? I, I, he had a few quid from Japan, all right, yeah? Has to be a millionaire yeah. before. I have, a, I have a funny story about Finn Balor. When they... Uh, so when we, we had a Irish whip wrestling, we were thinking about opening a wrestling school in right. Dublin. So we were viewing locations and we were talking to trainers and I was going to show you. At the time, he, him and a friend of his had opened up a wrestling school in Bray. Yeah. Right? So they got it. That included um, the Irish girl, uh, fucking Becky. Yeah. Becky, yeah. I think so. so right? They opened up, uh, there was a company in England called NWA Hammerlock, which is like an old, like, an old school fucking... Uh, Old school promotion based in England, and uh, <laughs> they went over and got. They talked to NWA and said, "Listen, we're t- we want to open up a school in Ireland." So they said, "Well, here's a ring. You can be NWA Ireland or whatever it is, Hammerlock Ireland, and uh, we'll send over some trainers and uh, 
you can get the ball rolling once you're up to scratch you can be the trainers and you know we do it all under our umbrella so we were fucking disgusted by this right yeah. that someone had opened up a school before us because we were putting shows on before like proper shows on there was like the fake Kane and fake Undertaker shows but there was no real proper wrestling shows yeah. before us really there might have been one or two but not a lot where were you putting the shows on? Uh, the National Basketball Arena um we ran three out there. I don't fucking even remember what yeah, else we've done. Them. Crazy. Um, like big, there were big shows. Like, and um, we had a bunch of people. Like Tatanka, we had to go drinking with Tatanka. That was fun. Uh, Jake the Snake. We used to try at every show. We try and bring over one of the old WWF legends. Who was the guy that came in here? Not Sabo. Uh, Sabu. Sabu came yeah, in he here. Got kicked out in a Liverpool in a Liverpool hat. Liverpool hat. Yeah. And I Liverpool. I am a massive Liverpool fan. Yeah. So to see pictures of him drinking in here, yeah. clearly. Hammered. Off his nut on he, MDMA, yeah, yeah. in shite, in like, shite, wearing a li- with an old, like every an photo, old Reebok Liverpool yeah. hat. Every every photo you see of Sabu on here, he's just grumpy and like half dead, <laughs> which is what he is anyway. But um, yeah, wrestling is is a is a culture into itself. It's it really stupid is. It's an absolute folk, phenomenon. But it's a uh, but it's, it's a self-made one in That's America and everywhere actually. That yeah. it's done. It's a uh, it's a little culture in itself. It's yeah. little, I won't say counterculture. That's a bit silly. Not, but, no. but it's it's a fucking it's a phenomenal and it's it's completely different to actual wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, it's different. Real Ra- wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. It's completely different to wrestling. Real wrestling's not that interesting. And it's to look sports at. entertainment yeah. now, which is yeah. what it is. But exactly. uh, listen, that's that's our bit. Like maybe someday we will do uh, an entire one team on wrestling. Wrestling teams because be I, w- I would actually be into it. And Jim yeah. Johnson's going to be basically 90%, 90% of it. Of them, yeah. But uh, who is your next well, last TV one. teams? Your last one of TV teams. My last TV song is uh, probably the it's not the most famous one. But it's definitely the one that everybody knows the words to. And it's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, it's, uh, you know, it's a good one. Yeah. It's one of the... F- it's one of the only songs it's in a this song. playlist. Yeah. yeah. Now... Actually, we saved the two songs for last. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. I'll say about this... Um, so this is the theme song from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The song is actually called Yo Home to Bel-Air. Is the name of the song, officially. Now, this is where it gets interesting. This song was written by Quincy Jones. Fuck off. Yep. Really? Yep. And Quincy Jones was an executive producer on the show for its entirety as well. Oh, you never knew that. Yep. Yeah. So Quincy Jones was the producer of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air TV show. He also wrote this song. The song was obviously performed by the Fresh Prince, as he was known at the time, Will Smith. And it was uh, produced by Jazzy Jeff, because they were a combo. They were the combo, yeah. yeah. So it was DJ yeah. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Did, the did they have a little song before this? Or must Summertime. Have before? Summertime was yeah. the song, the yeah. Big ones. And Boom Boom Shake the Room came out after, I think. Yeah. Which is a savage song. No, that is don't a, care. That is a, a don't care. stone cold killer Boom Boom Shake the Room is a Boom, monster. Shake, shake, yeah, shake. monster of a fucking You play song. that in any... Now, I know that if you're from Dublin, the club, the Workman's Club will yeah. be draining that for all of its mother's yeah. milk for an ironic song yeah. but for me it's not ironic at all mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a fantastic just a murderous kind yeah. of shitty 90s hip hop song yeah um, yeah so it was originally called Yo Home the Bel-Air this is the song that everybody just everyone knows the words of it even if you fumble you'll, you'll, you'll remember that you fumbled and you can jump back into it I agree but would you agree that when you play the full length one in the club the second or third verse, people start really lo- oh, yeah, where, lose. Oh, Where am I yeah. in the song? Yeah. yeah. And then I went down to here and I was like, yeah. over here. I was like, oh, that wasn't in the yeah, intro. Exactly, What's yeah. this bit? They can't give a fucking five minute intro. Of course like, they can't. Of course they can. But it's so funny. You have to cut it off where they 
cut off yeah. in their nostalgia. I said, so, yo, home, the Bel Air. Cut it, cut it. Start it. Get out of cab. Play Done. Usher or 50 Cent yeah, after that. But exactly. do not. Because if you continue with the, then I went down to my own Mars, please. Oh, don't do that. I, I can't even, I don't even know myself what the next bit is, but I know yeah. it loses the crowd. It's gone. Cut it off. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Um, I think there might be a couple of versions of the song doing the rounds as well. Uh, one that's a little bit faster and one that's a little bit slower. I think, I'm not entirely sure. Um, <laughs> uh, this was put on an album by Jazzy J- Here's what's mad. Jazzy Jeff was way more famous than Will Smith. Way yeah, yeah. more famous. Like, he was fucking famous. Like, as a turntablist and a mixer and a yeah. fucking producer. He was fucking... The little cap on the, the yeah, shades. The little sh- that fucker was proper famous. Ah, he's brilliant as well. He's fucking great. Right? They, they, he's so good they put him in the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. great in the yeah. show as well. He's super. Because yeah. he can't act. He's fucking, he doesn't need to. He brilliant. just says the he's same got, thing. He's got these one little creepy one. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, I don't mean you go and get some burgers on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uncle Phil fucks him out of the house. That's it. Every single episode, off he goes, out the fucking door. And he gets fucking actors credits. Brilliant. Of course he does. And royalties out yeah. the hole. Yeah. Like, this is the show they've been talking about not necessarily rebuilding it they've been talking about doing a new series of the show for fucking years but then Uncle Phil died a while ago and they said we're not doing it hang on do you mean like a recap with Will Smith and yeah, all, them? all of them yeah because the first thing I thought was everyone shouting put Andrew's helmet in yeah. no he's no. He, he, give him a break give Andrew's <laughs> helmet a fucking break give Andrew's Elbert a break of for people who put him forward for things he's clearly far too old for now now yes James Bond about 10 years ago yeah. yeah not now he's 50 now or something not now leave him alone yeah leave him alone leave him alone leave him alone like, put him the, la- the last action movie he was in he was fucking dead in the Avengers do you know what I mean <laughs> lying on the bottom of the ship after getting smashed so that's him done now but let him do romantic comedy oh my god we're gonna reboot Annie put Edris Elba in yeah. as Annie <laughs> what yeah. stop stop mentioning Edris for everything yeah. everything you know he'd be great in that, no well leave if you're not putting him in as James Bond at least put Edris in as Money Penny. No, st- just leave him alone. Leave him alone. Let him pick us out. He's, too, he's DJing up the right Do you know what Edris Elba you know what is? Man? It's people having a bit of guilt. Of course it is. It's a bit of white guilt. It's white guilt. Oh my God, put him in. Hmm? Put Edris Elba in. No, he is all consistently voted as sexiest man of the year. But he's super. The dude is fucking he, amazing actor. Yeah. His voice is like caramel yeah. and he is a fantastic actor. Fantastic, and he looks yeah. brilliant in everything he does. Yeah. Except for those stupid ads he started over Sky. Stop yeah, that. Yeah, don't say, put the telephone no. football on. It just became a really weird phenomenon where they started to recast famous characters and they wanted to ooh, this diversify. Is kind of diversify is a, good, a very good way to put it but people started putting his name forward for stuff that to annoy, even, but just to annoy people just to annoy people yeah. and it became annoying yeah. 2020 we're, uh, we're remaking Popeye fucking Idris Elba Idris Elba man oh you're putting Idris Elba in man yeah. his agent was probably like sorry I know what I'm doing yeah. I'm good there's a reason he's mad famous I started him as an English actor in, yeah. a, in a, a fucking Luther, ba- yeah. Baltimore fucking no in, oh, like a, yeah, in the Stringer Bell yeah. uh, as a guy who he nailed the character yeah. I had no idea he was English I didn't know he was English nobody knew until Luther yeah. until Luther until Luther yeah. I was like God, and his English accent is so good. Yeah, until the fourth season. I have much fourth season. Tacked on. Not, I got rid of not it. great. But there is a wor- I had to touch on this word, for, and it's really weird for me to say this as fucking touching middle-aged white guy. Stop putting Edris Elba forward for everything. He's not the right character for, for No, he can't. You, nobody can be right it's for It's okay everything. for him to do uh, legacy white characters, but don't put him forward for some of the stuff you're putting him forward for. Yes, James Bond was a perfect example to start, and I enjoyed how much it annoyed people. Mm. But it was, like you said, it was to annoy Daily Mail readers. But also, you know what? Just leave James Bond alone. Like, 
yeah, whatever. Lee, you know, I don't, who I, cares? I never, I ne- you know what? I never really cared about James Bond. I yeah. talked about But just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Whatever. Yeah. Just hire another fucking English cunt, fucking white lads to be the next James Bond and just let them make a lot of money and. Yeah, Emma Watson like, to play James Bond. Who I don't cares? care. Like, whatever. Who cares? But anyway, listen, that's the Fresh Prince Bel Air. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I, I, I wrote down what the name of the fucking album was. I can't remember what album this was put on. <laughs> um, uh, funny, a quick funny story about that. Is, yeah. Do you remember TV3 had a mystic on their yes. late night channels? Yep. And uh, a friend of mine, Leon, rang oh, in. Oh, heard this. Rang in. Yeah. And I recorded it and I put it up and it went viral. Yeah. Like, I've had, I can't talk, I can't really talk on the podcast about how viral some of my stuff has gone yeah. under anonymous names under because goises, yeah. most of my stuff I do, honestly, band-wise, I'm in bands that play decent enough gigs yeah. anonymously and I do a lot of, st- I do, but I have anonymous pages that, I think the, the furthest I ever reached was half a million people with one post Fucking and hell. to me that is a huge deal and I'll never tell people who it was because it's a sort of an Irish thing but, I remember the first time I ever went viral was through Leon's call into uh, Mystic Barry, I think his name was. Yeah. And it was, uh, was cancelled soon enough because it was a, a lecherous, disgusting thing that people ring up to uh, talk to their dead families about. Yeah. I hate, I can't tell you how yeah. much I hate that shit. Yeah. And Leon is the same. And Leon rang up about this and he went, yeah, uh, mi- mi- sorry, Mystic Wayne, whatever his name was, yeah. Wayne. He goes, yeah, I just, uh, I want to talk to some of my friends from the past. I think some of them might be dead now. I was, uh, I see, I'm, I'm from Cabra now, but I grew up in Philadelphia. And he recited <laughs> the whole Fresh Pins thing. But he actually nailed it. He kept, he kept enough details away. He kept enough details away from Mystic Wayne, who is just a fucking hack. Yeah. Of it. Looks like he drinks in Wetherspoons, plays the odd bit of darts. Yeah. Stinky tan. Yeah. <laughs> there, said it. No yeah. care. And Leon nailed this fucking whole thing. And by the end of it, yeah, he was even think he's even mentioned terms like my mom got scared. Oh. Mentioned the whole thing about even mentioned Philadelphia yeah. for fuck's sake, and the whole thing. And the great the greatest thing about that show, which was cancelled uh, because it was a, a lecherous a parasite of a yeah, human of being, uh, making money off people's fucking grief. Uh, the the best thing about that show was the prank calls, mm. and there were so many prank calls about. Ireland winning the World Cup and incredible stuff but Leon's won I put that up on YouTube and it instantly went up in a, within a week to 150,000 views incredible which is the most I'll ever get like I'm in yeah. bands years and I'll never yeah. get anything no. near that no. I'll never get anything near that no. um, but th- th- whenever I think of Fresh Prince of Bel Air I think of that incredible think time that. Well, where Leon rang in and absolutely fucking nailed what's, what's interesting is that if you go onto the Wikipedia page for the song they list off a load of the times it's being spoofed on television and on radio. Oh yeah, like like we weren't doing it. No, 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 no. It's it's but funny. It's funny you <laughs> mentioned that because apparently there's a very very famous one where C-SPAN, the news network, like big proper series, oh, yeah, yeah. fucking news network, were doing this uh, like open forum about nuclear uh, nuclear weapons in Iran. And someone rang in, and they were proper holding up the conversation about fucking nukes in Iran and how you know the the demilitarized zone and how to be you know the the threat of nuclear and chemical weapons in Iran. 
and they're talking about like you know the, the the peace talks between the US and Iran and how we're going to do it. But apparently, like in the middle of the conversation, in the middle of the conversation, well, <laughs> well, it's being hosted. Your man just says, "Listen, at some point during the conversation, you know, between Iran and America, and while they're trying to figure out what to do, a couple of guys who were up to no good just started making trouble in my neighbourhood, and he just went off on it, and everybody on the fucking TV show." They were like li- like nodding along. Like, That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, if you're not expecting yeah. it, and it took them like until he got to the end where he said, "You're moving with your auntie and your uncle to Bel Air." That's when they copped. I was like, "Okay, then we have to cut short there." Yeah, now. you know what? I think I think at the end of the thing we were doing, he's got an inner piece. Mm. So one of those producers is going, "You are being yeah, made. You're made. You're being fucking yeah. made a mug. Yeah, he's you, making a fucking yeah. muggy, you mate." <laughs> We're going to give you so much sit down and with a spoon when we're food. drinking a fucking yeah. full as London Pride. Sorry, but I yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's fucking brilliant. It's been, like, that, that song's been done by uh, Bert Nernie on Sesame Street. It's been done fucking... It's been done in everything. Um, and Will Smith is a great actor. Uh, Logic the rapper does a, does a weird version of really well. yeah he does holy a, shit it's called, don't be afraid to be yourself or something like that because it's, yeah. it's logic and all has to be very yeah. you know you are beautiful no matter what they say type of thing. <laughs> um, but anyway that's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air who's your last one my last one is the only cartoon one we have okay. the 80s cartoon one and it is the team from the 80s cartoon Raccoons which is very far from my favourite 80s cartoon trying to remember if I remember this just quickly, while I'm talking here, look up the raccoons' yeah. 80s cartoon. You and instantly, if I can see the intro, instantly, like, no, just look at uh, look at the main characters. Yeah. So, the team is Run with Us. Okay. And it's sang by, um, well, it's it's sang by. Um, oh Jesus yeah, I know, I know, I know this. <laughs> I know this. I'm not, Lisa Lisa Lockheed. Lisa Lockheed. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite, not just theme songs I love every bit of this song okay. it's structurally brilliant and I don't think it makes much sense to the show so it's clearly like yeah, are on. you playing it now in your ear but right just, just look at the pictures though yeah you know you, you know, I, the, show. know the show the raccoons now. was fine it was a fine like friendly kids cartoon yeah. they're, they're the raccoons and they all like wear like little varsity yeah, tops yeah. and stuff and, and they're, and they're, they're and in the three uh, Squidward noses yeah, on them. Yeah. Squidward robbed their nose, by the way. SpongeBob Squidward stole their. Okay, right. Their I, know, I know exactly what, what's going on. This is a phenomenal yeah. song. Yeah. One thing I'll say is I couldn't find any other version on Spotify except the a cover. cover. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I will say, the reason I put it in is because the cover is fantastically. Okay. Uh, I'll say respectful of the original. It's a, a brilliant cover. Yeah. By an, an English band called Glitter Wolf from Kent. Okay. But it's so close to Lisa Lockheed's version. Is it Lockheed or Lockheed? I don't know. Hmm. Um, so the team was written by the guy who invented the show. Okay. Kevin Gillis, uh, John Stroll That's and Steve Lunt. And um, every time I hear this song, I don't think of the raccoons. Right. That's how good this fucking song is. The yeah. raccoons is a, a Canadian show, actually, not even an American yeah, show. Yeah, a lot of them were. Yeah, um, yeah the Canadian, like, th- yeah. I think... a. Dog Tanyan now was Canadian, yeah, was Canadian French, French Canadian, yeah, because yeah. um, yeah. I was going to do Mysterious Cities of Gold. That I was on my shortlist. Yeah. That was that, that team that is, is outrageous. But that was, but again, I I thought I'd go, go listen, down. We'll go with yes. Yeah, we'll volume two, again, volume yeah. two. Yeah. So um, th- th- the reason I love this song is because it reminds me for some reason of Self Control by Laura Branigan, okay. which is one of my favorite eighties pop songs yeah. of all time. 
It just has that. You can tell. You, lose your tell, you, you can tell that this song was not written Ooh. with the raccoons in mind. Yeah. In the same way, it's just, just a song. Quickly to touch on a new show that's been released on Netflix, uh, the movies that made us, based on the eighties yeah, yeah. toys that made us. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you watch the all four episodes? I haven't watched the, the movies one. I watched the toys. The movies one is incredible. Now yeah. I left the Dirty Dancing one till the end. Dirty yeah. Dancing one was the first one on build, yeah. and so I watched the Die Hard one. I watched the Ghostbusters one yeah. and I watched uh, Home Alone. They're all incredible. I, I, and as much as I genuinely actually really like uh, the movie Dirty Dancing, yeah. I left it till the end. It turns out that's the absolute best episode okay. in the whole thing because that movie should not have been made. Yeah. It nearly died a million times mm. throughout it. Um, where the fuck was I going with that? Uh, Sorry, that, the song, the main song, Time, Time of Our Life, yeah. was not written for Dirty Dancing. It was sent in on tapes. Oh, really? Back then, you got music, music producers and curators and uh, the, the tech music guys that get these tapes in and they put the songs to the movie after. Ah, okay, they yeah. never met each other before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all done in post. And it's the same as something like uh, St. Elmo's Fire by John Parr. There's no way he watched that movie yeah. and wrote St. Elmo's Fire to the song St. Elmo's Fire because yeah. he had to wedge in the lyrics. St. Elmo's Fire. At the end of that because there's oh, no way he's talking about the fucking this song. This Elmo's on fire. This... <laughs> There's no way Romulus was fucking written for raccoons. Because I'll tell you right now, that was sent in on a tape and went, oh my God, that's we'll a great that, song. Yeah. Give us that. Yeah. Now, it's a song about being happy and running. Yeah, so it works. But this song, Romulus, um, I never really... I watched raccoons, I liked it, but it's absolutely not even in my top 20 80s cartoons. Yeah. But the song is number one okay. for me. It beats... Jason the Wheel Warriors it beats Mask yeah. it beats fucking, fucking Mysterious Seas of Gold this song is an absolute stone cold banger run with us yeah. so go back and listen to the original whatever but I will this even it's uh, on YouTube I just this, checked this Glitterwolf version is so dedicated to the original that I'm happy enough to put it forward yeah. as the Spotify version good um, it's absolute 80s pop perfection yeah. and for me you know me that's your bag that's my bag man when darkness falls, <laughs> leaving shadows in the night. What does that have to do with yeah. raccoons? Apart from the fact that raccoons eat at night through bins. Yeah. Tr- big fact. bin eaters. Like, fact. not to be real, but your dad was sort of a raccoon. It's not far <laughs> off it. It's not far off it. Also, my, also my favourite internet video of all time is your man whose uh, dog gets attacked by the raccoon and he casts him into the fucking shadow realm. That's my, my favourite <laughs> video. Oh, that, does fuck him down the stairs? Yeah, it's absolutely outrageous. That's my favourite video of all you time. You know what, right? You're like me. I can't watch any kind of animal abuse, but if someone's attacking your animal, fuck kill, that other kill, animal, kill yeah. that animal. Yeah, fuck that thing. Yeah. And the guy that punched the wrecked the kangaroo in the head. <sighs> Stop it! Yeah, man, he got one of the kangaroos attacking his, his dog, dog, and he just goes out and he squares off, squares off, proper boxes. Gives the him, gives him a fucking like full a combo, on jawbreaker. A combo he gives him. Yeah, because yeah. there's something about when someone attacks someone you love, kill, yeah, it dead. Matter. Yeah, it it's almost matter. like the whole idea of the Hulk. Do you remember the Hulk? Yeah. Started the, the idea that David Banner became the Hulk was he was mad interested in a story about a car flipping over and a woman was lift, lifted up an entire car. I'm going to tell you save, something now to save her son's life. Yeah, because you get this yeah, weird strength sword, when yeah, someone yeah. is attacking someone yeah. you love, you become a superhuman. That story you just told me was taught to me in school as fact. The Incredible Hulk one. No, the, yeah, about the woman lifting up the car to no, save I'm, her I'm baby. sure it's happened, but not. I that. bet you it hasn't. I bet you it hasn't. I bet you. I put. I put money on the line that no fucking 
man, woman, or child has ever run up, especially like years ago, cars weighed fucking the, 18 the tons. Full of everything, yeah. everything big was Volvo. Big Volvo yeah. made of fucking old nuclear silos. Everything was right? made of metal. And you're trying to tell Heavy me metal. some mammy, right, who was fucking boxes still shredded after having that child. Or when, you know, in I'm bits, glad we got box in there. Right? Fucking somehow her child weeble wobble ro- rolls out onto a fucking road, right? Or whatever. I don't know whether. First of all, have you ever tried to cut one of those old school fucking uh, seatbelts? Yeah. No. Also, we're probably talking about no seatbelts back then. Uh, uh, she fucking runs over and lifts a car up or whatever she does or rolls it over so it doesn't kill her baby get the fuck out the of the basis here. of the Hulk David Banner's entire research and career was based on this moment yeah that was taught to me as a fact in school I remember the teacher Mr Martin his name was he fucking told me this he was a history teacher and a religion teacher oh there we go yeah you history, bring religion into it you can yeah. do anything you want he you can turn uh, water into he wine he told us that in Snake, school I never into forget hair. I never forget hearing it and that when I heard that I was in like fourth year of secondary school I remember thinking like there's a, there's a you're telling me there's a chance I can be a superhero <laughs> that's, that's it yeah there's a chance so I, even like I'm nearly I'm basically not, there's a vile somewhere in the bottom of your spine that can be broken super, open su- <laughs> superhuman <laughs> super soldier you only, serum you, you can't, Captain America juice you just, just need, somewhere in my spleen it's almost like you and need, if I need it you need to see some sort of junkie and body yeah. fermer hitting your ma before yeah. it cracks exactly. open and I'm you not go, having it <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it like a little day glow stick that you pop yeah. open and that's it you've got <laughs> fucking 40 seconds of sub- superhuman strength you might even be able to fly Right, you can see through walls. Your eyes in the back of your head. Strength of the bear, 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 and you fucking—that's all. Just Here's something snaps inside you. Yeah, exactly. Brave star. Yeah. I swear to God, I thought that for so long, and I was like, all my mates were like going to the gym. I'm not lying, lads. I'm not You're even like, joking. I don't need that. All my mates are going to the gym because my dad still to this day lifts weights and has a gym out the back. All my friends are coming over. Like, oh, your dad's going to show us how to do curls or whatever. And they're like coming out I was like, nah, man, if I need it, it's there. Like, <laughs> that's honestly what I thought. The glow stick in my spine exactly. needs to be snapped that's what I thought that's what I thought if I ever need it see all you saps there lifting weights and all sweating I'll be in here playing fucking street fighter right if I need it it just comes out if, if I really need to yeah. save someone yeah. or myself yeah. maybe not even myself 100% that's that little thought. glow stick yeah Pop. It's going to get snapped. Go. And yeah. that juice, that yeah. radioactive yeah. juice, whoa, 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 is going to give whoa, 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 me that. Yeah. Rrr, rrr, exactly. There's veins popping out I, my head. I thought that. Incredible hook. Yeah, because it was taught to me in school. Yeah. By that <laughs> fucking sham. He was actually lovely. He was, he was a judo teacher. However, have you ever been in a fight where something happens where you go, ooh, that wasn't me? <sighs> but the, the, hitting people isn't really me in any way. I haven't been in a fight in years, thank God. Uh, I do have a weird. I don't. I, I you have a switch, yeah. yeah no, I have yeah, a yeah. see. I have a bit of a switch. I had a switch until I got involved in the pub trade, and now my fucking you know what, my I will say this about you, girl. I have seen you put up with stuff that would make me click my spine glow stick. <laughs> I swear to God, Immediate, I've seen you yeah. put up with the the hun- actual abuse. Hundred and ten mutant tree, yeah, hundred and ten percent mutant tree. Mm. Where I'm sitting at the bar going, how the fuck has he not snapped by now? Yeah, there's no and, point. Oh, you've gone. Listen, mate. Now, nah, whatever. Blah blah. Yeah. You, you can talk them down. I'm like, that lets me know I'm not really a a good human or b could never work in the security trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I will go yeah. straight to killer. Mm. And I'm oh, I'm, not, I'm not. I swear to God, mm. I'm not a particularly good fighter. But there's some sort of blackout switch that go happens go go, go go go. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, a, it's a fight or flight yeah. mode that I have somewhere in me, but it's not the same as the glow stick that we thought <laughs> was. There's this sort of fucking radioactive juice that we're like, well, well like you said, ah, listen, if we need to lift, flip yeah. over that car for a kid, it'll happen. Exactly, yeah. 
throw that kid out in front of that car for a minute. Let's <laughs> see. see if that, Let's see. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that was interesting how uh, we veered off from uh, the Raccoons TV show. And I think the worst thing that ever happened to them was someone chasing them in a so field. The worst thing that could happen to anybody. To, to happen Their to be, child yeah. being knocked over by a car. Yeah. Unless you already used up your super soldier serum in some sort of <laughs> weird rush to get the last. The uh, problem with that is imagine you, imagine you used it and you needed it properly later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, what have you used it to get like the last like pan of bread during the snowstorm? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? From little. You had to fight some Elwin to get the last half batch. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, like. And you made her draw your mom for your child. Yeah, he's like, oh, why did you hit that old woman mm. in, the he- in the head to get that last pan of bread? Oh, just use wasn't me. me. Oh, use me glow stick. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the glow stick. The what? The glow- Shut up, you ask Mr. Martin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you start trying regular, normal shitty digs that a normal human can't even My do. My arms are so tired. <laughs> Two digs later, how do you keep your hands up this high for this long? You go to the doctor. Doctor, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I just, uh, I need a refill on the uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I need a refill yeah, on, the, on the on the uh, the that, pi- the, pylon, juice. the pylon juice. Yeah, exactly. You haven't you that fucking go go juice the funny left? Thing is, I grew up uh, beside, right beside a huge pylon. Maybe that's why you like this. I do have a, a little switch in me that no, it doesn't make me a good fighter. It just makes me fearless, which turns you into a semi. Yeah, yeah. Better footer yeah. than you were. Yeah. This has only happened a few times in my life when people have attacked. Not the size of the dog and the fui. I'm not a fucking hard man at all. But it's a weird thing about. Well, we did get into fights in the 80s, and mm. we are talking about a semi 80s, mm. 70s. Well, you picked a lot of 60s stuff in this podcast. Well, it was an actual gang wars. Well, you would have in been the Cabra. No, but in the in 90s. Cabra, you would have been. But even in the no, like, late 90s, yeah. actual gang wars where people chased me with knives and broken bottles. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. And like, it was full on Metal Gear Solid getting home. Like full yeah, on. Well, you, you, like to be honest with you, the, whatever about Talat and Jobstown fights, Fingless and Cabra fights in Dublin are now still hate each other. Still hate each other. They still hate Can't, each other. They, they had to put a demilitarized zone in between Cabra and Fingless, a big field. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And a river. Just, yeah. just they couldn't have them beside each they other. They are notorious. Now yeah. I grew up in Blanchardstown, and it's not really that tough. That's where all the drug dealers moved yeah. to shoot each other yeah. when they had enough money. Yeah. So we were walking by and we'd get see, a bit of peace. We'd, with see, the, we'd see, we'd see uh, houses with the, the police tape around yeah. them. We didn't get involved. That didn't yeah. affect us yeah. ever, really. But Matt, I know yeah. from all of my mates that grew up in Cabra and our fingless, yeah. that was Murder. disgraceful. Yeah, every week, every week, machetes, yeah. Probably. Yeah, full on, yeah, full on, yeah. full on. Well, I'm glad we got back to. And if it wasn't 80s. people killing each other, it was the stories about like headless horseman. <laughs> so you couldn't be out. Your oh, ma yeah, down to Broombridge. Yeah, Broombridge headless horseman. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, the broom bridge head as horse, horse which apparently turned out to be just some mad cunt with a pig's head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he used to run up and down the road wearing a sheet and a pig's head and a stick. I think we've lost our American listeners. Uh, yeah, maybe, anyway. we, maybe we haven't. I am. Um, yeah. Okay, listen, let's knock this in the head. This is real long. I will say this to you. I think this will be our Patreon podcast because I know we, we probably shouldn't say that now, but this was recommended to us by... Yeah. Loads of our Patreon uh, subscribers, so I feel like this will be their Christmas episode. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie to you, this was one of my favourite episodes to do in the entirety of what we've done. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's nostalgic, like, it's fun, and it's uh, relevant. I, I, just, I love 80s music and I still play it, so clearly I have a dirty horn for nostalgia. But yeah. this was, Bar, Bar Childhood Songs, one of my, and Killers. Yeah. 
one of my favourites. So uh, we will give them to the lads, possibly. We can cut this out later, so we don't have to give it to them. But we will give it to them. No, the, what, what we'll do is we'll give it to the Patreons first. The Patreons can have course, it for yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I don't um, like putting anything behind the paywall, like I said, but um, to be honest with you, they've been... At, we... Patreon people have literally been asking yeah. for, for TV teams. Also, Gargar needs a new pair of shoes. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. It's patreon.com forward slash lost air podcast. It's less than five euro a month. And there's no schedule. You literally you can do it for a month, for two months, for a year, as long as you want. At this stage, if you're logging on now and you haven't done Patreon, you've got about five or six podcasts. Or no, f- f- there's, there's f- a few in there and there's videos as well. And videos as well. That and we're gonna uh, get back into in the new year as well. We're gonna start but there's doing people that are just doing it every month to because they're enjoying it. Yeah. And I pr- really genuinely appreciate that. Well, we they're, are, they're, yeah, getting content. We are um, enjoying it, but I do genuinely hate paying for working. Yeah, to, to be true. <laughs> I love, um, I love, I love you, someone sustaining what we're doing. Yeah. It's, it's helpful. Um, if Patreon isn't your type of thing, just facebook.com forward slash last can, can you do one thing? Is If you don't want to do Patreon, and that's absolutely fine, you're listening to it right now, just go back out and just share this share. In, in, a, in a private message to one of your friends that you think might like it. Or public, whatever. Or public. Yeah, and do just, something. You don't have to write a spiel about it. It's helpful like when it, you do because some, fo- yeah. some of you fuckers have shared uh, our podcast and written a really funny yeah. blurb about it and yeah. we've enjoyed We can read that and we really enjoy it. Exactly. So uh, first, of all, if you're, first of all, if you're listening, that's the main thing and we appreciate it. Thank Big you. Time. So but, uh, uh, share we'll, be helpful. We'll leave it at that. Have a good Christmasy New Year, whatever Great fucking Christmas New part Year, of the possibly, year. Possibly afterwards. Eat your yeah. fucking face off and uh, have the crack. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Good night.